So NASCAR championship contender slash casino business guy slash unaged whiskey entrepreneur, Brendan Gone. If you could describe this dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Vintage Vegas. That's two. <sighs> Still counts. But uh, uh, I, what is it with you people in counting? Yeah. Like vintage one Vegas. Word. That's like one word. It's a hyphen. No, you're making your own rules. <laughs> no, just vintage. Uh, lucky sperm club. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Place Holder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers Season 2. I am uh, Sean Heckman, the adult. And I am Sean Heckman, the adult. You're not. I am Ryan Eversley. Yeah! So uh, we are currently driving to Los Angeles International Airport, LAX, to get Ryan the hell out of here. We have been on the road for 40 days, driving 12,000 miles across 29 states, all to bring you a free podcast that you've actually been very gracious over with social media, so <laughs> I can't complain about that. But you still don't deserve it. You still don't deserve it. And I'm very excited about the uh, comparisons to season one and how it, it's just, you know, like, I kind of like the original a little bit better. It used to be, used to be like, more hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our penultimate we did episode. A Ve- we did a Vegas swing. It was a Vegas swing. Essentially. Uh, Ryan was at SEMA, and uh, you were doing social media for... Continental Tire. And uh, so I came out with the uh, Honda Odyssey with our Continental Tire, Cross Contacts LX20 tires, and uh, met up with you for a couple days. uh, And the final swing of our Las Vegas trip uh, was to meet a Las Vegas local. That's right. Mr. Brendan Gone. BG, my man. Brendan is awesome. So he actually, I don't know, people know him now as a NASCAR guy, but he actually started in open wheels. Yeah, he did um, like the Barber Dodge School. Yeah, he ran Barber Dodge like and a lot of open wheel training grounds. Uh, actually started his career with a lot of road racing guys that you know today, Andy Lally. Big off-road racing guy as well. You know, he was racing against the likes of Jimmy Johnson before they were NASCAR drivers, and uh, his claim was that he beat Jimmy in three Three championships in a row or something, which something like Jimmy that. replies like, yeah, but I got the cup thing going. So, yeah, so know. there's that. But 2011 Rolex 24 winner. That's right. Uh, multi-time winner in uh, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And then most recently took a uh, big victory now two years ago yeah. uh, in uh, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, right. Road America in the Xfinity Series. And again, so, in the rain. A wheel man. Which is a pretty cool, cool way to win. So... What I like about Brendan is that he doesn't have any sort of ego whatsoever, even though he gets to do big race car stuff. He also is very self-aware of his surroundings, much like Justin Marks. He knows that he came from the background he came from. He doesn't pretend to be otherwise. He has work outside of racing that he attends to on a constant basis. He announces on our show a future liquor that That's he's true. selling, yeah. the uh, which was City Lights Shine. Yep. 
and uh, just a lot of cool things like that. The guy is just fun in games all the time. He's always willing to bust chops and, and just and just be one of the guys. So let's get into where we met. So Brendan Gaughan is part of the Gaughan family, and uh, the Gaughan family is uh, a very active family in the uh, casino business. In Las Vegas as well as a couple other places. Exactly. Yeah. Owned a ton of casinos over the years. The, the staple of the current era is the South Point Hotel and Casino in southern Las Vegas. Right. Uh, and the Gone family completely runs that deal on, on their own. So uh, Brendan effectively helps to run that family business. He's an expert on the gaming business. Um, his dad and his grandfather actually cut their teeth in the casino business in the heyday, in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And Brendan has a lot of great stories, only a few of which he can tell. Right. Uh, but he, he gives us some great insight on, on what that era was like for a family like his versus you know, some of the other families that were in Vegas at the same time. And so that's some that's some of the stuff that we really wanted to, to hear yeah. about because uh, Brendan's got a very unique perspective on the whole sport. But anyway, so we ate at Michael's Gourmet Room in the South Point Casino. Definitely the nicest place we ate at all season. Yes. Possibly the nicest place we'll ever eat at in our lives. Right. Uh, what we were doing there with our podcast gear, I don't know, but uh, Brendan couldn't have been more accommodating. This is one of those places that if we had just cold called and said, hey, we have a guest and we want to do the whole thing, they, I would have absolutely said no because it is old school Vegas style restaurant. Yep. It's the kind of place where the old mobsters would go and, and have brandy at the end of the day or whatever, yep. you know. So for us to be allowed in there with our with our headsets and the podcast and the whole thing, let alone not wearing dinner jackets or something of the like, it was a, it was a cool experience. I had the scampi as well as the uh, stone crab claws, which were the size of my head. Just amazing. And then you had... A world-class chicken sandwich. world-class chicken sandwich. I, I think they actually had to bring it in from outside yep. because they don't make something so low-key there. You know, it generally has to be a little bit more... Quite possibly true. Right. So, But anyways, once again, very thankful to Honda for providing us with the Honda Odyssey. And, of course, our friends at... Continental Tire and their cross-contact LX20s. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Brandon gone. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Yeah, so normally my, my eating MO is uh, I pull up a chair next to me and eat <laughs> off yeah, the chair true. because that's right. the only room I've got. I, I don't feel comfortable. I, I'm still worried we're going to get kicked out <laughs> yeah. of this restaurant. No, we know somebody. I know, yeah, I, I know a guy, yeah, yeah, I know luckily. Guy. But, uh, Andy Lally took me here once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's tell That's that story right. real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if Brendan remembers this because you're too. You're like, you don't think this way, but, but I, I was embarrassed. I don't think this way. No, because okay. you're just like, ah, whatever. Um, so well, let, let's set the stage of where we're at. We're at Michael's restaurant, which is named after your dad, yep. and it's right. called Michael's Taste Taste Room. Taste Michael's Room? Gourmet Room. Gourmet Room. Gourmet room. Right. Michael's Here at Gourmet South Point Casino. South, South Point Casino. Yes. Sorry, menus. But it's a. Very, it's, it's a very, very nice school. steakhouse. It's, well, it's not a steakhouse. Oh, excuse me. It is. It's a it, gourmet room. It is a gour- It is. <laughs> it is American continental cuisine. Uh-huh. Uh, this restaurant is based off of the candlelight room from the Flamingo Hilton. My okay. father was a busboy in the 1960s in the wow. original candlelight room. Okay. And the man that ran the room was named Bill Jost. Bill Jost was the original host of this room. Okay. Yep. And when my dad built it at the Barbary Coast, he hired Bill Jost. But it was Bill Joe's room. Like he okay. threw my father out of the. He, he threw my father out. <laughs> my dad was too loud in the restaurant one night, and they literally said, said here, brought here him the check before dinner and said, "Sir, your party's gonna have to leave." And everybody thought he was kidding. That's awesome. And they threw my dad out. So, uh, nice. <laughs> but this this is a very old school Vegas room. Right. Yeah. Very old it school. feels it. it and and you way. don't get to notice it, but but like tonight our menus, the women's menus don't have prices. 
Yeah. So yeah. it uh, it, it's school. it's oh, made to be place. a very old school, yeah. you know, style place, and and I do take a little of the class out of it because these guys actually raised me. The right. Mater D, his name is Jose. Yeah. yeah. He's been here since '82. Right. Holy crap! Yeah. He took me to live with a family in Mexico. Uh, Vinny, the young the the kid that's our captain. Yeah. He's been here since he was like 19, right oh, out of so high this school. This is a true family deal. Um, like all these guys, they're all uh, the same ones that were no, here three years ago no, when I all, came. No, no, wow. you know there, there's, mean, like, it's all the same. I mean, yeah. everybody in here has been with us. You know, th we have a couple guys in here that have been with us 30, well, 35 years. I mean, right. it's you know, they they've they've they brought me a bowl of quail eggs <laughs> because they know, they know I'm fat want. and I love quail eggs. Right, like pass, I already pass me a quail, quail egg. Quail I don't egg, even know what a quail egg tastes like. Quail egg. Heckman, you want quail eggs? I don't know that I've ever had a quail no, egg. Oh, you got to do I'm it now. So doing it. Yeah, There's yeah. fatty spread. This is the fatty spread I caught. So Michael's fatty. Uh, <laughs> Michael's fatty. Um, oh, my Here. God. You just put that on top put, of your uh, box. Yeah, I put the quail okay. eggs on top of the recording stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds safe. Uh, um, there's your plate. There's a side plate. I, yeah, I'll, I oh. got it. Let me see. Okay. This is definitely the first I've seen this in Michael's, though. i got to tell you. It's, yeah. it's pretty We're the first podcast to record here? Yes. you. Look at that. Guess what? David Racers is the first podcast The first Michael's podcast. And I even went to my dad for permission. Did you really? Did you really? Yeah, because I was wondering about that. I'm like, I called dad. He was even good if you had a camera. We were going to let you do a camera in the back room. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Well, well, because of you. I told him who it was, and he okay. like immediately he said, oh, God. It was me. Right? Ryan Eversley. I had to, yeah. Sorry, okay. Sean. It was Sean. <laughs> <laughs> He's big okay. in Hollywood. So, so, so we're here at Michael's. This, I, I think it was the first time I came to see him. So it was three years ago. I mean, you're, you're based out here. And you're like, oh, we're going to go to this amazing my, my family restaurant. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to love it. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We show up, and you've pre-warned the the kitchen like hey one of my friends is coming as a vegan so he's got well, certain dietary and, and they do vegan stuff yeah, anyway yeah. but i gave him a, I, I made sure that night yeah. i want to make sure cause yeah I, andy's my boy right I've, I've got i have a very good career average finish yeah. <laughs> in, in, the, in the weather tech series right right basically because of andy lally so don't give yourself you're not giving yourself enough credit but all right so we come here we sit down it's an amazing meal and also it's like eating with the mayor you're you're working the room. Everybody knows who you are. You know everybody, and, and I give you so much credit about this when I tell people this story about you, because you knew everybody that was coming by that night. Their their names, their what they do, how long they've been coming here, like their wives' names. And I was like, dude, Brendan's like got it locked in because he's like, good to see you, sir, and like just couldn't right. have been. It was one of those scenes from a movie. You're like, how does he remember hey, all yeah. this now, stuff? Now I would love to take credit for that, but here's the top secret trick you guys got: the Mater D. <laughs> okay. Is your friend? He's right, the guy. Right. He yeah. keeps you like some of them. I Mr. don't Johnson's do know, over here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but he he gives you the. Okay. He's the guy that walks up behind and gives you the whisper. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Fair enough. Jose, so, I, I got to give credit to Jose. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it just has we, three. We you get, and Andy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, th I thought did, didn't Tatum come. Oh, my wife. Yeah. Came. yeah she right. came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife came. So we're we're sitting there and it's like okay menu and, and you're like ordering for me you're like oh, I'm gonna hook you up like we're doing all this stuff I'm like yeah you go crazy and he's like Andy we have a couple of things prepared so the chef comes out and he's like yeah um you know here's what we'll have available and and uh for you we've we've prepared this like really nice whatever it was vegan something yeah and uh and, and we're like oh great great and Andy's very polite as he as he should be and guy goes back to cook the meal and we're sitting there eating hors d'oeuvres or whatever and finally his food shows up as well as ours and he does this typical like yeah. And, and I'm, I'm like, I'm exploding. Right. I'm like, you just eat it. Don't you just eat it. If that's a cow, you eat it. And, and he's like, uh, can I talk to the chef? He said, can I talk <laughs> to the chef? Come on. I mean, no, I believe it. You're too nice. I believe every word you said. You're too nice. This is exactly what happened. And so the guy comes out and he's like, yeah, so there's no dairy. There's no there's no animal or anything. He's like, no. And I'm, I'm literally just like, my, my no. teeth are crunching no, inside. I understand. Most vegan places are like, 
this place is a very nice restaurant. Yes. It's one of the yeah. top five in the country. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. They brought him a baked potato right. that was the size yeah, of this the plate. plate. Right. And they filled it with a cauliflower. Right. It was like a cream-based like cream thing. It looked like. Yeah, it, it looked like it, it would have it. like it was milk right. And, right. and all sorts of stuff. And, I mean, even I went, even I was sitting there going, Jesus Christ, there's no I, way that doesn't have milk in it. Nah, I believe and, the guy. And he, and he looked down, and he's like, you know, Came back and he goes, no, that's just cauliflower. I told him what was in it, yeah. and, and Andy goes, no, and he starts to he take and he, he took the first and he went, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I'm like, you and eat then it, he threw the, and then he threw the broccoli it, in, yeah, yeah, he like yeah, mixed yeah. everything. Like yeah. he took this potato that was like this big and he threw everything they served yeah. him, yeah, into one bit. into the broccoli, right, and ate yeah. it. Like, well, I was like, all right, <sighs> so that's our boy Andy. It, Andy. I, I literally was like, you, you just eat it, you just eat it. You being very generous right now. You're nervous about that. Yeah, I'm like, dude, don't embarrass us here. Whoa, 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 it's me. You're talking about a restaurant that I came to twice in one night. Yeah, fair enough. Because I had a 15-year-old date and a 30-year-old date when I was 18. That's right. You told so, me that. So, like, you can't embarrass me in here. And these guys, <laughs> like, they've been with me since I was. Yeah, they, they right. know where yeah. the bodies are buried, right? Yeah, I mean, it, right. yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Actually, the guy behind the thing. Is, but anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's wrong podcast. Like this is a, this is a very classic casino in that sense as well. I really like the feel here. This was this was in the Barbary Coast, and it was it was a very special room to my father. Bill Jost right. was a special man in my family, um, and God rest him. He uh, he is no longer with us, but but Jose is only the third Mater D in the history of this restaurant. Wow. The chef, same chef since 1982. It's had one chef. Wow. And you know you want to think of those fancy names like you know Wolfgang Puck, I, I and this. Daniel yeah. Boulot, yeah, yeah, and all yeah. these big fancy Frenchy sounding names. <laughs> my chef's name is Fred. Fred. <laughs> chef Fred. Chef Fred. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now, you say this is one of the top five restaurants in the country. By what standard? Uh, Zagat or Michelin or any of them, they only give five extraordinary ratings a year. Yeah. And this is one of the one. It's the only one in the history of Nevada to get one of those five ratings. Again, I don't know why we're here. <laughs> I don't know. How Our, you mean you and I? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I flew back just for Sean Heckman. I'm a little pissed Liar. off, though. There's a seat right next to us, and I've been looking at you guys go, all this driving you're doing. Where's my cutout? Okay, here's the deal. Yeah, we first had off, a conversation first off, about this. We need to come back to this. Did, did you really fly here for this? Yes. Why? Not, why? Uh, why? I promised you I would do it, dude. And I, and I did, like Tommy Kendall did this for us as well. He <coughs> flew out of nowhere. For and us. didn't say anything. And like and the guilt. Like, no, I mean, there's it's, no, it's no, no, the most no, appreciated listen, thing in the world. Sean Heckman is the man. Okay, this <laughs> no, the podcast is all is I, all. It's all me. You know, I know. But it's the guiltiest feeling in the world. It's not when somebody says that. Look, I I left. I have been in more towns in the last five days than I can see straight. Right. I I was I we am understand. so tired right now. <laughs> yeah, you're not like you're I was no no nothing from I, Yeah, you guys you guys <laughs> been driving everywhere. I, I at least have my private airline. You give me a <laughs> bunch <laughs> of shit on Twitter. Yeah. He's like, hey, why don't you guys get a plane? I go, it's called you fly. You did that? I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm like, get a plane, you dorks. Well, we'll just start our own casino. Cool. Right. Hey. What? Listen, okay. if South Point wants to come on board for funding, we are all in. <laughs> yeah. You can and be the, the third host. Yeah, and, exactly. and I'm still, by the way, I still have to start this out. You can blame Continental Tire all you want. I have to digress here for a moment. Oh, sure. here we you go. can blame Continental here Tire all you want. Here but apparently, a couple of years ago, you know, they just wanted a place to stay. And, oh, I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm just struggling race car the driver. The hell are you can, talking about Can right I stay? Now? Can I get a nice place? No, <laughs> that no. That wasn't me. Not anymore. That was Andy. This is my story. That was Andy. This is my story. Never, whoa, 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 whoa. Ryan, are you bigger than take this, this podcast? From, take this, this from Senator Harry Reid. <sighs> don't let the truth get in the way of a good, good story. Good story, okay? fair enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about me that I don't know. So, so now all of a sudden, now now all of a sudden, 
you know, oh, you're at the Cosmo in a <laughs> strip view room. And, yeah. like, uh -huh. he's tweeting these pictures out, like, look at me, big baller. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I see. I'm no longer good enough for you. So yeah. I no figured longer. I had to bring Sean here because at least somebody might respect me tonight oh, and, and appreciate Just this. Because I know you like, don't appreciate it. Oh, shut your mouth. Listen, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> I've been to Vegas three times. All three times Continental Tires brought me here. I don't have a lot of say in the logistics of how the weekend goes. If you want me to start shoehorning the whole group over here, I'm willing to work no, on No, no, please, please. Why <laughs> help a friend's business out? I would never do no, that. No, that's it. We are the number five podcast <laughs> in Pro-Am Sports Car Racing. <laughs> okay, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so South Point Casino. <laughs> Go there. <laughs> no, the reason I wanted to come here tonight, because, yes, I did come back. I had a couple other meetings today, okay. but uh, I, I, so I had to come home for other reasons. Yours was like this was my main excuse. But <laughs> are you kidding me? I have two children. I don't get to come to Michael's. When was the last time I was Michael's, Vinny? I say I've Mister cut that Mister crap out again. <laughs> when was the last time I've been in to actually eat, Jose? A couple months ago. Yeah. Wow. So okay. you're a great excuse. Yeah, you're like yeah, today. I gotta go to the podcast. I don't care if like I happen to totally have a headset on. Right. Or we have to do stuff. Right. I, and this is the famous Jose I was telling you about. Yeah. Hello again. Jose. Yeah. Vinny. Captain. <laughs> Watching the amount of driving you guys have done, it's it's rather amazing. How you haven't gained 15 pounds just of road oh, food. Oh, no, we have. Yeah. No, I would say we absolutely yeah. have. Road food is absolutely. like the worst for me. Like, yeah. Oh, dude. It's so nice to not have to order something through a window. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, my problem is when oh. I get on the road, Funyuns are the death of me. Oh. oh. Like, I don't okay. eat Funyuns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't eat Funyuns. But, uh, so but for like some reason, when I, get, when I go to the gas station to fill up for a road trip, it's like immediately my brain goes. I'm 100 percent with you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's like kind of. Yeah. yeah like yeah, Pringles is that for me? I've never ever mm -hmm. bought Pringles at home. <laughs> but when you hit <laughs> but the road, but I'm on the road, it's like boom. You know. Yeah. So I'm you hit totally with you. Yeah, yeah. So you guys go way back. You and I met in I 20 met 2011. <clears throat> what year? 2011 is Rolex 24. That's when you and I met. Mm -hmm. oh, no, yeah, yeah. it was all the same year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The uh, when when. Because were you at the Montreal? You weren't at the Montreal. I did not there, go okay. to that one. Yeah, that so yeah, the twenty-four hour. I was not welcome at that point. <laughs> well, Montreal was first for me. Oh, did you do Montreal the year before, twenty ten? I did Montreal in twenty ten. Oh, I didn't go. Oh no, I had a screwed up leg that year. So okay. yeah, um, Sean so got I, Sean got ran over by a go kart. Not a joke. Not Filming. a joke. Like dead serious. Like yeah, yeah. almost lost his leg. Oh yeah. god, <laughs> real bad. <laughs> like real racing go kart got clipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing video work. I was gonna say trying Somebody to get close to the action. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly it. Way to so, go. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, no, Colin. No, no, Life on the edge. No, I mean, these two assholes track. basically got locked together. They go flying off the road. Neither of them are willing to lift. Sean's facing the other way. He's like a mile off. Yeah. And they but just, kept, they the just kept their foot in it. Well, yeah. the, it's, it's a go-kart track, so there's no back. such thing as back, back to the, the action. Because, like, everywhere you Everybody's stand, your yeah. back is somewhere. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, 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 exactly. No spotter. No, please. No. Going solo. We call him the renegade. You knock this off. <laughs> He's the you, renegade you PR person of Pro-Am Sports Car Racing. You shut your mouth yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. You can oh, see yes, he loves it, too. I met both of you. I met both of you at the at the Daytona. 2011 day to 24. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with TRG. Yeah. And uh, we'll be that out. And that was <laughs> <laughs> you and Kenny and and uh, you had your guys on that yeah. on that deal. Yeah. And yeah, the Children Miracle Children's, Children's Miracle Network. Uh, Tumor Foundation. Children's Tumor Foundation. Foundation. Children's yeah. Tumor yeah. Foundation. You had it back then. Yeah. And they were on the car, and yep. I had it was me and and uh, I had. Yeah, come on. I mean, come it on. I, went I had <laughs> I had Spencer Pompelli, yeah. Wolf Hensler, Wolf Andy, uh, Andy Lally, myself, and uh, Steve, Steve Bertho. Bertho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like, I mean, come on. It was a help. It, it, it was. What it do was, you need? Yeah. yeah. What do you need? You got it. Well, and so yeah. this this is where I was going to go as far as like knowing your own background. I mean, I knew uh, I knew about you before that, but I will say this completely unbiased. 
like your pace compared to Hensler and Lally was very good. Was pretty much right oh, on. I was like, good. holy I had shit, this guy can actually turn very right. Good. I had goals. I, yeah. And when we went to Montreal, uh, my advantage there was I'd raced Montreal. Oh, in, in, in 2010. Yeah, right. Well, I, I joined. We went to Montreal with my first Montreal race, and I got a hold of Buckler and got to. Uh, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> and got to go. Got to, like he said, he had nobody for Andy that week. Right. So I raced. Yeah, that, at that point in the year, he was finding new co-drivers every yeah. weekend. Right. So yeah. I so so I, I got to run with Andy up in Montreal, and didn't even realize that that I I had met Andy. I knew who he was. Right. But I actually met him in the '90s when he reminded me that I was actually an instructor at a road course school that oh, he was nice. at. <laughs> nice. And so I was like, oh okay. And yeah, bud, good to see you. And so I was I was excited. Well, I by the way, idea. that's a first. I was going right say. there. On uh, on November third, whatever today is, someone just praised Andy Lally's memory. Right. That's the first the time guy that's and like, only time in history hey this will ever be said. Hey, buddy. But go on. So, I got to run that race. Yeah. And and like I said, I, you come with a goal in mind. I'm a I'm a professional race car driver. Sure. We all do this. I had a goal in mind. I knew I wanted to be within X of Andy. Yeah. You're an idiot if you think you're going to jump in one of these things. And go in, in a week, as or fast not even a week, absolutely. in like two you know, sessions. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not going to happen in the time you get. Yeah. So I was, I, I had ideas in mind, and then when I went to Daytona, I had bigger ideas because I had just done it a couple, you know, five six months earlier. Right. I was really comfortable. I I felt like, and then do you remember how I started off my first practice stint? Remember what I did? No, I don't remember this. Yeah, maybe, was maybe we shouldn't talk about it. No one remembers. Oh, it was it was, it was <laughs> memorable. Uh, oh, very memorable. <laughs> I went to turn the race car on and I pushed the fire bottle. Oh, that's right, you did. <laughs> yep. I just remembered that. Yep. I went and I go, ah, oh, ah, oh, yep. And <laughs> sorry, so I, guys. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I literally, I didn't, I, I looked at the, the guy that was, I can't remember who the crew chief was. Of it, you know, he looked at me and I said, shut the door. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to drive. He goes, uh, I said. Nope, gotta we'll go. Fill it when I'm done. Yeah, gotta go. I go. I'm the idiot. I will deal with the consequences. Right, right. Um, that was probably Gary Beal. I can't remember like who it was. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and but I, I did have an idea in my head. I knew where the what my rating was. Yeah, I knew where they were, and I right. said, okay, if I can't beat them, I don't belong here. Right. I knew where Andy was, and I knew where Wolf was, and I go, okay. Once again, not I. I kept having goals in mind. Right. And I didn't get a lot of practice. You know, you just don't. Well, get you had five, you know, you and you had five drivers in that yeah, car. Yeah, I mean, which you don't get practice, and you're and, and you had lines. to let Steve look. Steve was, yeah. you know, Steve, Steve needed the time. Yeah, need, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I was really proud when I, I think I got it was a second and a half. I think is what ended up being off. Maybe that sounds about right. I would. But I thought it was closer because it was honestly. I thought you were I think, within a second. I think I. I think I got to like finally within a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like in practice, I was like, I was. I kept wanting to get there, and then I remember the one of my stints, the 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 one stint. Where, uh, uh, yeah. like, I'm out there, it was like 1 a.m. or mm -hmm. something, and I'm driving the piss out of this thing with Hurley Haywood, and nobody will tell me that it's anything important. Right. It, was for, it was me and Hurley Haywood battling for the GT lead yeah. Yeah. at, like, 1 in the morning or yeah. 11 p.m. or whatever it was. Right. And I'm just like, hey, I'm battling with her. It, <laughs> I didn't know if it was Hurley. Right. I knew it was their car. It was the it was the, the, Brumos, actor, Brumos, the, the, the Brumos, Brumos, Brumos Porsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porsche. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I, my class, I'm mm -hmm. yeah, passing yeah. each other. Mm -hmm. and and then afterwards, they tell me, "Yeah, you were battling with Hurley Haywood for the lead." And I'm like, "Could somebody tell a brother, help a brother out? <laughs> like, I want to know these things." I'm well, like, you know, I don't know if it's their, their, you know, their, their gold, their silver, their, you know. That car didn't have any silvers. 
This was before driver this ratings. This before driver rankings, but yeah. you had Hurley Haywood, Andrew Davis, Lee Keen, Lee Keen. and Mark Lieb. Yeah, in 2011, <laughs> that sounds right. You know, like all stacked deck yeah. pros. And I was, and I was battling, battling with Hurley Haywood for the lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was. We had dinner with Hurley Haywood the other day, and he was like, man, I was racing with Brendan Gunn for the lead today. Yeah, he wouldn't shut up about it. I'm sure he was saying that. He was probably saying that dumbass NASCAR guy wouldn't get out of my way. He didn't know who we were, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Still doesn't. No clue. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's what that was where I met. Because you, you guys, it was, dude, we had, what, five teams or something? That we had five, yeah. I mean, the lineup that we all I mean, there was some really. Yeah. We had, we had everybody's hero. I'll leave that one out. You can figure out which driver of the team Mr. That Junior. Was. I'm not going to say. Junior. Yeah, yeah. Junior. Junior. And, we'll call him that from now on. And, <laughs> you know, but you had, I mean. You had the Kenny Wallace yeah, deal. Yeah. You had, I mean, it was you had a, you had an eclectic group of characters. Yep, that was a fun weekend. That despite deal. Kevin's a best mixture interest. of talent, and it was it was pretty amusing. So my my Ken, but you won that. <laughs> yeah, and then you won. But say, and yeah, without a clutch. That. Yeah, <laughs> and my father still wears that watch. By the way, does he really? My father oh, has. You, you gave the watch to your dad. Oh yeah, that's my, so cool. makes total sense. My father yeah. has every watch in the world he ever wants. Right. Yeah. But the one he wears is that. your Rolex That's 24. Cool. I've, I've hey, you earned that, man. No, you guys I'm, doing what I'm you guys like, did hey. during that race? You went no, like 12 hours without a clutch. Yeah. They, it was, yeah, it was about 12. Yeah. It was about 12. You know, this year, so I got I got in that bar one deal. Yeah. And Johnny Molem, I, I had a great time with Johnny. I mean, I, I, okay. I was, he, he, he tried to help me a bunch. I mean, I got, when I say I got zero practice, if you thought I got no practice time that year, this year is even worse. Well, well it's good because, the roar. The, yeah, well, like you right. literally showed up on the no, race I, weekend. No, I showed up like I got called Tuesday and I walked in Thursday. Yeah. You know, wow. I was like, yeah. I mean, I was at, I can't I was in an airport somewhere right. when I called and right. said, "Hey, is this a good deal?" And everybody's like, "Do it." Yeah. So I mean, I was like flying here to go there to get. Right. And then I mean, I was remember the storm hit in Charlotte, mm -hmm. and Jay had to find the helm. Like, yep. like we had to flag down the UPS guy. Right. Holy crap. To get the helmet, so right. I could get it, so he could wire it to you know. I mean, it was it was, it was chaos. Right, I mean, it, was, right. it was that last minute. It was right. chaos, and you know, I get there and and the, I never got a lap with data. Mm -hmm. I never got to overlay my data over somebody. Oh, really? Yeah, because what every time I went out, a caution would happen, so oh, I wouldn't get sure, a lap. Oh, wouldn't get that clean and then, number. Then, then like it didn't work one of the times I went out. Yeah. So I never got to see it. Then when the race started, you can't download data. Right, exactly. So I'm really frustrated. And Ryan knows me at least. I, I was getting so frustrated yeah. because I wasn't going the speed I wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, of course. You know, I have my number in my I head. I that, right. And I wasn't hitting it. So I finally get my one long stint, and the stint goes. That's that's the remember I told you, met him last time? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's the boss boss. Catch you, catch you. And so he uh, – I mean, I finally get a little bit faster, a little bit faster than I, but I never like got to what I wanted, and I was just furious. Sure. I was mad at myself. I yep. was mad. So, about a month, uh, three weeks later, they send me the report. Okay. You like they, the data report? Brian sent me a data report yeah. so I could, you know, and like I was two seconds off of Johnny. Right. One point six of it was in like three, four, five, six. Okay. Yeah, like, I just yeah, yeah. was completely blowing uh, yeah, the yeah, inner right, loop the, stuff. Right, right, right. And I'm like, God, if I had just known, I, could, I thought, yeah, you know, right. I, I was working on trying to get through the bus stop better, and I was working on right. trying to hit turn, you know. Yeah. No, I was losing it literally all. Oh, in like the breaking area. In one right. section. Yeah. Right, and I had no clue. Right. right. So I was so <laughs> bummed with myself because, like, man, if I would have just had one session where I could have had some <laughs> right. data. Right. And, and 
you know, Brian has asked me to come back, and 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 I, I'm I'm really hoping I, I end up doing it this year because I, I had so much fun in that open cockpit car, and I know you guys hate it, but no, I, no, I don't hate it. I just I it's it. like it's uh, like some of us are men, men, right no, here. Stop Sean, it! I, I'm with you. Stop I'm it. with you. Others? Yeah, we're, I'm here with the gun show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of us hey, are men. Hey, fat can flex. Just you know, Garfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, Johnny tells me he goes, I really want to drive a NASCAR. Yeah. Like he, he, the whole By the way, you could have that conversation with every driver yeah. in sports. Yeah. 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 not him. Yeah. He didn't say he wanted to race one. He just said he wanted to test one. He mm -hmm. wanted to just, just to just know what it's like to drive a cool. Yeah, me too. Pound so, pound. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's, I, I said, okay. He says, what, what's, what's the difference? What, you know, okay. I said, I had to think of a track that I knew that he had probably been on that we race on. So yeah, I said, yeah. Road America. Goes, yeah. I go, okay. What's your favorite car at Road America? He goes, oh, my P3 car. Okay. And Interesting. The, the, you know, P P two car probably. P two car. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the real like the P, it's like yeah, yeah. high down force. Yeah. High down force. Yeah. The yeah. brakes as big as the tire. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I I tell him like okay, turn one at Road America. Where do you hit the brakes to go? To, oh, my P two car. I can get like 25 feet past the 100 marker, yeah. and then you shut it down, grab it, turn. I go. Right. What's the top speed at that point? He goes. Oh, we're close to 180. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm like, okay. So you get 180, you get to the 100 marker. You sh he goes, past. I go, past the 100 okay. marker. Right. You shut it down. You make the turn. You do your flipping down, shifting. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay. I said, now, you know as you're driving down the front straightaway? He goes, yeah. I said, you know where the end of pit wall is on your right? He goes, yeah. I said, you know there's a road, like an access road? Yeah. There's the 500 marker, and about 50 to 75 feet before that, there's an access road. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I said, me and about two people can get to the access road. Right. He goes, what? <laughs> I, said, I said, so I get to the access road. I use about 800 pounds of brake pressure. I get it from fourth to third to second, and I still just barely make it. You're right, turn, right. Turn it's one. like, oh, God. And yeah. he's like, are you serious? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe I don't want to drive an NASCAR. Right. I'm like, ah, that's just saying. It's, it. yeah, yeah. it's it's you're basically it's not like well, what you got here. An interesting thing that I, I Lally and I figured this out a couple of years ago when they used to run the Grand Am race with you guys at Watkins Glen, mm -hmm. the GT3 Cup car like that you won the 24 hour in at Daytona, and the and the Sprint Cup cars would do the exact same lap time around that Watkins Glen track. Really? But the difference is... They were using the boot and we weren't. No, no, no. Oh, okay. This was short course, short course. Gotcha. But you guys would blow past on straight line speed, like massively. But then on brakes and cornering, You're the Porsche would make it all back up. And so Lally and I were looking at like lap time versus lap time. And it's like, man, the data on this is so skewed. Yeah. It'd be hilarious it's, it's to watch him do the lap at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It'd be a hell of a battle during but, the race. Right. But it would it would be like insane trying to trying to do it you're a good person to ask this I, I I'm, I'm constantly trying to convince road racers sorry sporty car sporty car fans that nascars are cool explain how crazy a stock car is in terms of like the acceleration the power well it, it see if you road course just overall in general in general yeah so the biggest difference is what you got the deal with with so when you hit a road course when you drive a road course in a sports car and you know that you you want to break at the 300 you want to apex here your hands yeah. it's a very rote memory and and if you miss little bits here or there you make adjustments and you, but you're never you're trying to hit the same places and be as smooth as you can right, right. you know and, and but you move you know one lap you got somebody there you try to get to the two you try to get to the three yeah. it's a moving target in open wheel racing everything is so it, it's inches yeah so when you're going to iowa speedway 
how often are you in a break zone two feet off of a guy's bumper? Right. Not often. Not often, yeah. You're either trying to outbreak him or he's pulling away or yeah, you're right. just, you know. Yeah, yeah. In our world, we spend the entire day yeah. two inches right. yeah. off the guy's bumper. So right. we have it's such a minute deal that when you go in, if I push you on the way in, I can almost wreck you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, in your deal, if somebody hits you going into a breaking zone, yeah, we're done. You're screaming, you're yeah, yelling, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you wreck the guy. Right. You know, and and, and well, they and get you, all pissed off about it. And you, you do it in my deal. You push me, I go, you yeah, son of a yeah, right. you know, whatever. And, I, and, yeah, and yeah. you you know you, you catch it and you you lean back you on him in the going. next corner. And you, you keep, just keep digging. Going. Yeah. So it's it's the deal of the finesse that it takes to do your stuff is finesse on that down. You know, I miss the days. I got made fun of when I did the Montreal race. I was actually double clutch heel and toe downshifting. <laughs> Even on a sequential box. a sequential gearbox. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right, right, right. And I go, this isn't working really well. And and Andy goes, are you? I said, yeah. He goes, yeah. No, don't no, do that. No, yeah, that, yeah. that was really embarrassing, by the way. So <laughs> that's how old I was with that stuff. <laughs> right. But that, the finesse that it still takes to even get a sequential box to to hit and to, you know, to do the deals and do it right and well. Yeah. Right. It's an art. Right. But it's a different art than what we do which is trying to do that with an inch off of your bumper in yeah. the front, an inch off of the right side with you right here, right. running the outside line with the wall, pinning the guy to keep him down, yeah. right. and the trust factor that goes into ours. Right. Where your yeah. deal, you don't have to trust the guy that's trying to outbreak you. I might go a whole race without going side by side through a right. corner. Yes. You know, I'll pass somebody into yes. the corner, and then it's done. And it's, So my deal, you have to trust that when, when I'm on the outside and I'm trying to pin somebody down and keep them down there, yeah. you know, how good or bad is that guy? Right, right. Is it a guy you want to do that to? You have to know who you're racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it. They're both an art, but one is impressionism and one is you know <laughs> neoconservative or whatever okay. they call them. Yeah. You know, they're both <laughs> art forms. Right. And they both take certain things. That's why some guys don't transfer well. Mm -hmm. That's why you know you look at some of the some of the best IndyCar drivers in the world that have come to NASCAR and not done well. Right. But they go back to IndyCar and they're phenomenal. Right. And you look at some stock car guys that go and don't do well in Indy. Right. Or sports cars. Yeah, or, or sports yeah, cars. Yeah. So it's it's an art that not everybody can can alter. Some guys have the ability to go right. all over. Right. The Robbie right. Gordons. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the the Kel Kirk Bush. I mean, yeah. what he did in that yeah, Indy was, was unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some drivers have the ability to, to go yeah. And, yeah. and do it. Some don't. I grew up desert racing. Right. I grew up. I grew up. Rear engine, Formula Fords, Formula Two Thousands, Formula right. Dodges, Formula the you know, v, Formula Vs, yeah. you know those things where, you know, I did all these different styles, and that's why I love. When I retire from NASCAR, I can't wait. You know why? Go I'm going to go back and drive go all play. this <laughs> that I want to drive. Yeah. That I really want to go play in. Right. That I don't get to now. Yeah. I have a bucket list left. Right. Of my races, and when I retire, I'm hit. I'm. I'm bucket list. Right, we're going out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I am going to be. be I am going to be the the rich, fat, you know, <laughs> you be doctor Brendan. That, 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 <laughs> you know, I want to go and right. and I want to go to Le Mans. Yeah, but the, yeah. my deal is, you can't do it once. Okay, because the first time you go, you want to absorb it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's yeah, re, yeah. it's absorb. It's re, it's yeah. you you know that you know. So you got to go once to get it out of your system. Figure right, out the way yeah, around. Right, and then go to win. Then the next time, show up. You know. And and a Paris Dakar, even though it's in South oh, America now, yeah. I still that's stuff that I know I can do right from the start. Right, right. And that's stuff I can do. So I want to go there. I want to go to Le Mans. Um, I'm bummed that Pikes Peak is now paved because yeah. that was my whole life. I had offers to do it, 
but I always raced on Fourth of July, so I never could. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I have my bucket list stuff, and and I got a list of drivers that I want to bring along with me. Sure. You know, Ryan's not on it. No, no, no. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> But Wolf Hensler. And Junior. <laughs> and Junior. Uh, Listen, not you can find Dale Junior. Jr. like that. That's not nice. <laughs> I like Dale Jr. Love that guy. No problems uh, with him. He's never pissed me off once. I'm sure you've given this answer a thousand times, but, you know, you started an off-road. You did a lot of road course racing growing up. Where did the NASCAR thing come into this? Walker Evans. Interesting. Matter of fact, if, if I look around, he might even be in here already. Um, but Walker Evans was one of the founders of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck right, Series. Right, right. And I was in college at the time. Okay. In 90, the trucks were. At, uh, you the, went to Georgetown. Yep. Yep. The trucks officially started in '95. They actually started in '93 when they when they made one truck. They went to Bill France Jr. and he kind of didn't like it. Yeah. So they they came back and they did what was called the California Super Truck Series. I remember this. And they went down to the Winter Heats in Tucson. Yep. Did an exhibition. Went to Bakersfield. Did some exhibitions. And Bill France got interested. Junior yep. got interested in it and then started the NASCAR. It was actually NAS trucks originally. That's yeah, right. well, I remember That's it was, right. Yeah. And then it was then it was NASCAR super trucks. Right. And then very quickly it became the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Yes. Right. And I was in college. Walker, I was racing for Walker in the deserts. Yeah. And Walker had the uh, the his NASCAR team that was you know working, and we'd go to Wisconsin to our races, and the truck team would show up. Okay. Right. To work on their stuff while we were at the off road races because yeah, yeah. it was kind of one team working around. Right. And I'd look at them and. Mm, Kind of cool, you know. And when I graduated college, it was 1997. It was Mar you know May of 97 when you graduate, and, and I got out of college. And Walker walked up to me and said, "You're driving this truck in in November." And I went, "Huh?" He goes, "Come drive the truck." Let's do it, right? And so I went. I went actually. I went to Las Vegas, the Richard Petty Driving Experience. Okay. And I was their first ever racing experience student. Oh. <laughs> they they never they had a racing experience right. like a. But they've right. never done it. Okay. I see and around I was, here it's always like people going for thrill rides. It, that's what it, it's, it's for the fans. Yeah. The RPDE party. is for the fans. Right. right. It's for you. It's for anybody You're that's in ever Vegas, wanted. It's a bachelor party. It, Let's go. You want to yeah. feel a stock car. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's it's great. It's the best thing we have to get fans involved. Sure. Sure. Right after that, we talked to him and, and he, we got a late model, and I ran two late model races at the Bullring. Okay. My first times ever in ovals. Yeah. Actually, I only ran one late model race at the end of that year, and then in November, October, the NASCAR truck race was the championship race at Vegas, and here I am. I've done one oval race in my life, uh -huh. and I'm in the NASCAR truck race. Here we go. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, right. okay. Well, and, and right out the gate, they had and names. They, well, it was the championship race. Oh, wow. And so they were like, I had to go to a test. And, and it's run. like Hornaday. And Hornaday, like was, yeah, Hornaday right. and Jack Sprague were running for the championship. Oh, and And I had to go to a test, and Butch Miller was the driver for Walker Evans at the time. Yeah. Okay. And I had to have Butch and Ron Hornaday do stuff with me. You know, a rookie and orientation and kind of thing. Kind of, because yeah, yeah. at the time they didn't have what they have now, which is you have to stages. Your, you know, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of, <clears throat> I'm driving the shit out of these things. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yee, hey, <laughs> I'm in the, this is I'm cool. in the race. Yeah. You know, I, and so I, I remember that that I went to qualify and they said, "Remember, you're not in this race until we say you're good." And so I, I qualify. I made the race. I qualified like 19th. Yeah. And I remember they were going, "You're still not in this race." <laughs> you know, like had happy hour. Yeah. Did happy hour at the end of happy hour? They go okay. Okay, you didn't do it this race. dumb yet. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't mess up our championship. Don't yeah yeah yeah. So the start of the race. This is to how, this day. how old are you at this point? Uh, well, remember I graduated college. Yeah. so I'm already I'm I'm 22 years old. Okay, yes, still so, a kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but not the kids like nowadays. So I'm 22. I go out there, 
And I don't know much about NASCAR because I came from IndyCar. Right. I came from Open Wheel. I came from Sport. Partnerly Jones. And doing off road stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guys I watched were Robbie Gordon, Rick Mears, Emerson Fittipaldi. Yeah, yeah. They were dads, my dad's friends. Right. He was friends with Emmo, friends with Rick. You know, these were guys, I know Parnelli since I was a little boy. It's yeah. like, I watched that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But the only NASCAR name I really knew was Awesome Bill from Dawson. Hell yeah, yeah, of course. You know, Bill Elliott. Yeah. He's in the race. And on lap like 25, I pass Bill Elliott. And I key my mic button, and I start going, I passed Bill Elliott. I passed yeah. Bill Elliott. And, yeah. like, and my crew chief's going, calm down, settle down, yeah. calm down. Yeah, out of four. Boom. Oh, oh, no kidding. KO'd the right side. I was all excited. I passed Bill Elliott, and I was like, <laughs> you. And now, if you hit something in a sports car. Oh, you're done. You're parked. You're done. Yeah. yeah. And you hit something in, in you know, open wheel, you're done. Yeah. In the desert, you flip, you keep going. But right. this is my first NASCAR race. I hit the wall. I unplugged my radio from that, you know. So I'm like, whoa. I come down pit road, and I stop, and I pull in. And the guys are like, they start working on the side, and they plug my helmet in. They're like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, keep going, kid. Yeah. I go, you keep going? Right. They're like, go. And so I was like, you know, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just got going again. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, I, I passed Bill Elliott, and a really embarrassing story that. And then ran so, yourself into a wall. <laughs> well, that's not the embarrassing part. Oh. oh so in 1998, okay. I get an offer to go run a, a Winston Cup race in Japan. That's right. Oh, oh when they used to do this. Twin Ring Motegi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, my spotter is the Batman, Bill Holbrook. Okay. He used wait, to ride in wait. the passenger seat with me. Okay. We call him the Batman. Why? He worked for Bat Reynolds. So oh, there you the go. Batman. That's it. And so, pretty simple answer. <laughs> yeah. So the Batman was my spot. He rode in the passenger seat. In the desert, you have two seats. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. So he rode in the passenger seat. <laughs> and he's spotting for me. I mean, if these guys have been next to me my whole life, you know. Yeah, it should be fine. So he's spotting. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Well, we're we're <laughs> we're at Japan. We're getting ready to qualify, and I walk into a stall. And I'm watching qualifying, and this guy stands up, puts his arm on me, and goes, "Well, kid, what you think?" And it was Bill Elliott. And like, I completely fan geeked. <laughs> oh. I passed you in the race, and I hit the <laughs> And I, mean, I start, <laughs> yeah. and he looks and, and does one of those, good luck, kid, thanks. Yeah. turns around and walks away. Right. And it was so, I mean, I sat and down on a milk cart in that stall. I, 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 yeah. I literally was yeah. like, oh. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I crawled into a hole, you know, to die. And Billy Holbrook, thank God for Billy. He went over and grabbed Bill Elliott. Said, "Hey, I'm a spotter for the kid that freaked out on you. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> he's crying over there. The kid that threw just, up. Yeah, just so you know, he doesn't know much about NASCAR. He's from the different side, but he really was a fan of yours, and he just freaked out. He's yeah. better than that, I promise. Right. <laughs> and and so like, it was like a thing. Oh no, it was yeah. like it was that. Bad. I, 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 it was I mean, so embarrassing. it's, it's it bad, bad enough that somebody from across the pit lane saw it. Oh yeah, it was, no, it was like, it was, oh, God, God, I gotta no, fix it that. Nice, but sort of, so sort of advancing to the to." today with with the nascar career i mean obviously when you you had some uh, a really good couple of years of running in trucks then you went up to to winston cup or sprint, sprint cup, cup whatever it was at the next time. Cup next time. Cup, next cup, cup when, when you were the time um but you kind of your your biggest most recent success to my memory was speaking of elkhart lake was yep. road america two years ago uh, oh, 14 yep 14 yeah. and my first uh, xfinity win yeah and that's what i was gonna say it's like you know uh that was a good year for you Yep, one, yeah, one at one one America, run at Kentucky. Right, Kentucky, that's right. Um, had a had a had a you know it was kind of our breakout season, Thank so to speak, in yes. that, and uh, it was really cool. You know, I, right. I've raced at Road America since off road race cars raced there. Right. So I mean, I, I've I've loved that track right. forever. Right. You know, it's it's yeah. been a really big track for me in in desert and short right. course racing, and that was my first 
IndyCar 1994. I drove. Wow. Okay. Like real, like pop off valve. You know, before the IRL. You know, I mean, like yeah, 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 like a proper you know, champ car. And yeah. it was it was cha- it was champ car then. Yeah. And so like like so many good things that happened to me at that like place. Yeah. And I've always loved it. Yeah. And I, when when we won that day, man, there were so many cool things that happened that day. Yeah. But I still get questioned. People still question why I let let Chase Chase Elliott have yeah. the preferred line in the rain right. for the restart. And I said I knew I could pass him, but I didn't want to get KO'd. Yeah. Every year, you know, in a NASCAR race, yep. yeah, somebody, somebody comes up that inside. inside and KOs everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. I said I wanted to have control. Yeah. Of not getting KO'd. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. where I, I wanted on the inside so I could basically you go you to the far inside, stay out of the way. You know, right. I felt like I could beat him still. Right. And so it was it was cool. That was a special win, man. That yeah, was, that was well, a I was going to say, it's like, I mean, it's you've deal. been in the sport and in the scene for a long time. Did that? It had been 10 I, years since I had Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, wow. yeah. I, I don't want to say the word validate because to me you're past that point, but that was there any sort of validation in that? See, I, I quit worrying about validation. Sure. Uh, yeah, my career got off track. Yeah. I definitely did not do what I thought I was going to do in NASCAR. Right. My, well, my career did not go the path I and, expected. And for those who aren't big NASCAR fans, I mean, you, in in my opinion, in the truck series years ago, you were you no, were we, really good. No, we, we made it to the top like of the mountain. And we were the, we yeah. were the team, and we were everything. Like six and, wins and, in one season. Or no, yeah, no, right? we, yeah, yeah. We, were, we were killing it. And then and you I went to Penske. Yeah, that's say Then you advanced this, like, oh, yeah. Penske satellite mm-hmm. sprint cup team. It was, like, J- it was Roger's first. It was Penske Jasper. Yeah, but it was his first foray. Well, in, the, in, the, in the NASCAR, right? No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, this was that he'd been had Rusty. Yeah, forever. Rusty Wallace. This was oh, God, yeah, yeah, that's no, right. this yeah, was four. I mean, this was. Yeah, this sorry. was. It, it it was. I mean, not to get into the. Yeah, the, I mean, it's but it, it, it's for another day. It was definitely an interesting situation. Right. And I got there, and it didn't work out the way. Yeah, because this was 0-4. 04. Yeah, it didn't work right. out the way I right. wanted, but I still. One thing I can always say is I'm proud of is, is no matter what I do. Whether I open my mouth and get myself in trouble or or, or not with us, do it right, I do it my way. Yeah, I, I am who I am. You know that is that is me. That is who I'm going to be. Right, and I'm not going to change it. Right, right. I don't care who you are. Right, I I I, I come from a very strong-willed father and, a, and John Thompson, a very strong-willed man. And yeah, you know my uncle John, who was very special to me. They all had one thing in common: be yourself. Yep. Don't don't hide it. Don't fake it. Don't yeah. be yourself. So. I was myself, and I will not discount it. Right. But my career definitely c- did not go like yeah, I wanted. That so program didn't work out the way everybody was It validate my, my deal, but it sure felt good again to know that, you know, man, not only it. did I do it, but Chase Elliott is who now, you yeah, know, everybody's yeah, he's the man. Yeah. He's the deal. And, and, and some of the road race, you know, road course guys that were in that day, yeah. you know, some of the deal, it was like, I mean, Alex Tagliani was ran out of gas. Yeah. But he was not going, yeah. he would have beat me. In one more lap, but before he ran out of gas, he wasn't going to beat me. Yeah, like people don't remember, I came from twenty-five seconds yeah. and was two seconds yeah, behind that. him right. when yeah. the caution came out. Yeah, like I was the fastest thing coming. on the track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you, were you know, and it was so cool because my first road course ever in the rain, nineteen ninety-three Road America. So you're uh, you're in the chase for Xfinity. We're so uh, by the time this Sean, comes out, did yes. you know I'm in the chase? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do my research. I'm fade on his game. I might as well at least throw some that way too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it on Sean. Damn it! What the hell's going on here? So <laughs> folks uh, at home, Sean walked in and said, "Hey, uh, you racing this weekend? How's your season? In Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying yeah. to win in my, a in my head, you weren't full season. I don't know why. Jesus. Yeah. 
In my you didn't head, think you he was a full-time guy? No, no, just this year. For some reason, I thought you weren't running the full season. Wow. In my head, yeah. Who, who, I, he yeah, buried yeah. himself on that one. I, I buried myself. No, no, no. But I, if I'm gonna, if you're gonna call me out, I'm gonna own up to it. <laughs> right. I was like, are you gonna run at Texas? I knew you were running this year. I didn't realize you were running the whole you're year. Starting parking Xfinity for <laughs> Richard Childress Racing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I'm in the chase. I'm st- I'm in the next round. Yeah, asshole. I'm fighting for the championship. Yeah. dickhead. So yeah, those uh, are his exact words. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what he said. Yeah. I. I Harry Reid, understood. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so your name's Brendan Gone. Yeah. And you race NASCAR. All right. So yes. Yes. Going to Texas. <laughs> chase round. By the time this comes out, uh, the season will probably be over. Yeah. So how'd you do? 2016 Xfinity Series champion. Oh, there, there it is. Bam. There it is. Okay. Right, right on. on. Right on. Like the Cubbies, chipping a chair. Doesn't matter how many you're down. <laughs> I, I read a thing today that said you – there was talk that this might be your last season in NASCAR, and then you've obviously confirmed you'll be back next year, 2017. In, in all honesty, the, the talk happened because my dad has diarrhea of the mouth. Okay. Um, my dad – my grandfather, before he passed away, used to say that telling my father a secret <laughs> was like telling the, lo- the Las Vegas son. Okay. <laughs> um so it wasn't a secret, but my dad had a reporter at what they call the power lunch. Every day, my dad and all the all the main players in town have lunch in the coffee shop here at South Point. Every day? Mm-hmm. Wow. All the players and in, like, the casino circuit? Uh-huh. Oh, no. And That's badass. So I, like, am terrified to see what that looks like. So the, the this reporter asked if he could come, so they said, okay. Well, they all to ask about the racing stuff because they're all – and the dad says, yeah, he's, gonna, he's, re- he's retiring this year. And, this, and the reporter's like, my dad and I, every year, just so you know, every year we talk about retiring since we sold our team. Um, you know, some years I want to, some years he wants to, some years we both, you know, but we've never both at the same time said yes. Right. So after 2014, I was like, we're good. Right. Dropped the mic, yeah. you know, won some races, got, gave the validation if you want to call it that. Yeah, I yeah. felt good. I was happy. Life was good. I had kids. Yeah, I, you you're know, good. Right. And my dad's like, no, no, <laughs> we're winning. <laughs> we're back in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We didn't, we didn't retire. So end of 15, 15 didn't go as well as 14 did. Right. So dad goes, let's retire. I go, whoa, chase format. And, and, yeah. and you know, and like, no, no, no. <laughs> and so he goes, okay. So start of the year, he gives this comment. A reporter hears it. Reporter does what he's supposed to do, which mm-hmm. is report on it. Yeah. So it's been a, it, then near, near the middle of the end of the year, Dad and I talked, and I was actually I was pretty happy saying, you know what, let's go for this championship, and I'm I was content. Right. You know, I, I if, if somebody wanted to keep sponsoring me, yeah, I probably might stay, but it was like I'm pretty happy. I want to go do the things I want to do. I got yeah. the kids. I've yeah. I've accomplished a lot in my life. I've I've then then I had this dumbass idea to start a new company, <laughs> and that's why I asked when it was going to air. Okay. Um, I now am a liquor manufacturer. Oh, nice, dude! So, All right. what are we what are we selling? Unaged whiskey. I love whiskey. Look at this guy, aka Moonshine. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unaged whiskey. What's it called? What's give the, it? Uh, the name of the cu- the name of the liquor yeah. is going to be City Lights Shine. Okay, nice. Um, we will actually have some here at the South Point for the City rodeo. Okay, okay. But uh, we're we're still going through the federal licensing process. Do do you need a podcast to represent? City Light Shine. Can we make? We're giving out discounted sponsorships. We need to be the ofi- we need the official yeah the drink. official moonshine the official of with drink of dinner with racers the, the official unaged whiskey the official 
unaged whiskey at dinner, dinner with racers. Yeah. We'll we'll give that out to you. Yeah. What? Well, we'll make that happen. If, if right <laughs> now, guys. Right now, our revenues are zero. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, if the revenues, if the sponsorship dollar matches the revenue dollar, right. I'm in. Dude, that's Fair so cool. Okay. So, so what what kind of got you going that direction? So yes, thank you very much. As as many know, NASCAR is known for its you know, roots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, th there's but an individual uh, that worked for NASCAR for like 25 years who's a, d a family friend also. He's okay. become a friend. And he – I've had every famous guy's moonshine. Okay. Popcorn Sutton, yeah. Tim yeah. Smith. You know, they all give it to Australia. Oh, hey. Hey, you know, right and for the race, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Take the well, you know, I mean, and they and you take a sip and you say, Oh man, thank you, man, this is great, yeah. And everybody's stuff now it's a famous guy's moonshine. I come back to Vegas and I go, Hey, Ryan Eversley, right? This yeah. is real popcorn Sutton stuff, man. You know, it's it's cool to give it out, yeah, yeah. right, right. Because I didn't like it, okay. There's one guy's stuff that when I did drink, I drank, yeah. I, I, I quit drinking many years ago, but when I did drink, I drank this guy's stuff. Well, the my father. Really liked this guy's stuff. Okay. And a couple years ago, he was kind of talking about, you know, what he would love to do one day. And so my dad looked at me and said, hey, check this out. So I ran some numbers. I mean, I'm a businessman. That's what I do anyway. You have a degree in business management. I have, degree, I, yeah. I have about three, four other businesses that I run anyway yeah. in town. And so I was like, I started looking up. And the business can make some money. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's not a – my family is famous for a statement that we do what we know. You know, so we're sitting at Michael's restaurant right yes. now. Yeah. If you asked my dad or me to say, hey, would you partner in a restaurant with us? We'd say, hell no, we don't run restaurants. Yeah. Well, you're sitting in a restaurant. No, no, we run casinos. Right. right. They have restaurants. Yeah. We don't do restaurants. Right, right. You know, so we do what we know. We do what we're good at. Right. And, and we're very good at what we do. Yeah. So don't know anything about the liquor business. I'm like, what the? What the? You know, huh? Yeah, do it, you know. So I start, so I've kind of, I'm trying to stay away from it then. Yeah. Running numbers and, and the way, you know, people say, why do businesses fail? In my opinion, businesses fail because of either, A, bad business plans. Okay. They don't do a good business plan. They do one that, yes, please. They, they don't run the numbers properly and they make it, you know, or the business plan says you're not going to make a lot of money, but you still do it anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, you just don't believe the business plan. Right. So it's like we, we looked at the business plan and I ran the numbers a couple times and I go, you know, Making sense. It, it it could be a decent business, yeah. right? So, thank you. I, I the the gentleman from NASCAR left NASCAR. He lives out here in Vegas now. He moved out here. So it's a commitment. He's in. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, he yeah. he left he left his job of yeah. twenty five years. Yeah, and this is what he does. And he is our master distiller, and I'm the master baiter. And <laughs> nothing's changed. No, yeah. no. Yeah. And we we <laughs> have a, a distillery just up the road. We are the first one ever in Las Vegas. Uh. There, there was. We are the first craft distiller right. in nice. in the history of Las Vegas. Okay. Cool, man. And uh, we are currently building the company. Okay. But we we federal licensing takes forever. Oh, sure. Let's say what's the sort of like the five year distribution plan here? Uh, well, we had a distribution plan that we wanted to hit seventy five hundred cases the first year. All like in Nevada or to nope. sell uh, online? Or, yeah. We're going to we're going to nationwide. Can't can't sell online. But oh, we're going to try. Yeah. We're going to try to hit Vegas hard because okay. of who we are. Well, of yeah, course, yeah, this yeah. is you know, the market you to know. Use, right, use right, us, right. and you've got a lot of people coming in and out of the city. So yes. easy way to so get so we about. have the South Point. I mean, I have this at my disposal. Absolutely. We have other casinos that yeah. our friends own that run that we can yeah. you know sure. kind of have an advantage of, so to speak. Well, so 
we get this business plan, we get it, we're going to rock it. Okay, we're going to do it, we say yes. Right, right. We get the business loan, we're building the thing. Well, our distributor is Southern Glazer, and Southern's the country's largest, and they're, they're very good friends. And they go, well, put it on the race car, we can run a pass-through program, and every race you go to, we'll find Ryan's Liquors in right. Dallas, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put them on the race car. They're going to buy 500 cases. Right, yeah. B2B. Yeah. And I go, I go, 500 cases? I was thinking like 20. <laughs> like, no, they're going to buy 500 cases. They're going to get on the race car. And yeah, and he everybody goes, wins. Right? And he goes, how many races can I do that? I said, well, I can do it every race. But, I mean, just depends uh -huh. on. And he's like, so 30 times a year, 500 cases. And I go, toes, says shoes had to come off. And I start yeah, counting right, you know, fingers right. and toes. And I'm like, holy shit, pay for my, 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 rep, my projected numbers yeah. could be a little off. Right. right. So I'm like, wow. Well, and then, then I just made a deal that I can't announce yet. But sure. I made a, 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 a deal with a group, and I just sold their initial order is 5,000 cases. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. I've got 5,000 initially sold, at, and I haven't sold a drop of liquor to the South Point, right. yeah. to the rest of town, which was our main premise. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And I've got all this everywhere. So, Good for you, man. So we were asking about retirement. The liquor company brought me out of retirement. Okay. Yeah, you're off So I'm going to do uh, uh, you know, another year. And we're going to put the liquor company City on Light, and do the pass Shine, through. Chevrolet and we're going to Impala or what do you guys race? It's going to be South Point still. Okay. But okay. we'll but we'll have it on like the deck lid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, use yeah, the yeah. TV Coast panel as, as the, the, the pass through. Yeah, yeah. And and basically I can kind of I can poach off of you know our sponsorship yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's ours. Yeah. And it's going to be basically flavored unaged whiskeys. Okay. Um, we'll have a straight. We're actually doing it in whiskey bottles right now, okay. not mason jars. Yeah. yeah. So. So far, the, the feedback has been very positive on the taste testings we've done. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, Southern's happy. Awesome, man. We've come here and had our bartenders and waitresses yeah. and done some taste testing. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's going well. So I, I I think the company, knock on wood, is hopefully is, will be successful. Yeah. you got a, you got a podcast partner now. There yeah. we go. Yeah, you have a distribution. Yeah, the <laughs> official unaged whiskey. All right, too much. We're talking too much racing. I want to know. Uh, you're, you're the well, you're the, the one person I'm going to actually learn about the casino business with. Okay. This is this is our chance. I want to know more about how yeah, it actually yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so your grandfather Jackie, mm -hmm. he started out as a bu as a busboy. Is that what you were saying? No, no. Or? My daddy was a busboy at the oh, Flamingo. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 That's where Michaels comes from. Mm -hmm. So so how does Grandpa Jackie kick uh, it all off? So the long version, uh, <laughs> medium version. My my family is from Omaha, Nebraska. And we were bookies in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, my great grandma. The legal kind or the? Well, back then, it illegal. Okay. Um, but back then it wasn't. Yeah, all it sort of just sort of sort yeah. of blind eye kind of and stuff. And so uh, my great grandmother actually was was the matriarch of the group. Okay. And careful, Kitty was her name. And this was <laughs> in the thirties. Uh, twenties, thirties, forties. Oh. And interesting time to be in the bookie business. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so my uh, my great grandmother. How you doing? Legend. Wow. Sorry, Walker Evans. Walker Gotta wow. say Walker hi real quick. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. And so Kitty, uh, in the 1940s, my grandfather was back home after the war. He was in Nebraska, and they started to crack down on the bookmaking. Okay. You know, they, they, they. I think it was the Holly Smoot Tariff Act and stuff like that, where they really started to, to say that's it. Right. And my grandfather had. They had the. They had the cigar store and the laundromat with the. Yeah, you know, with the back whole door knock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but so awesome. So from from what I've heard, my grand my great grandmother, my grandfather were the bookie for like the city councilman, all the yeah, yeah, you know, yeah they, and they were they were warned, hey, yeah, yeah. So my grandfather, my great grandmother, bought my grandfather, her son, 
uh, three points in the Flamingo in 1948. Oh, so you invested and in. And Jackie Gone yeah. came out here in 48, and we've been out here since. Yeah. He brought my dad out in 51. So my, my dad was born, but he left. He came out in 48 and left his, his wife, my grandmother, and my father and, and right. his brother back home. And uh, in 51, they, their roots were established, and they came out here, and they've been here ever since. And that, so the thing that's always blown me away is you're an incredibly, like, just normal, affable guy. Now, all I know about Vegas in the 50s and 60s is from the folklore and from the movies. But, like, Most that, of it's true. Based on, that's what I'm saying. Based Most on what the, the, the image of the 50s and 60s and sort of the casino boom of that era, it wouldn't lead to a kid like you. <laughs> so it does, is your dad a pretty tough guy? <laughs> my dad thinks he's a tough guy. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. never going to listen to this. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a famous story of when he got slashed across the chest and he passed out and they thought they killed him and, and then he woke up. Just wait, okay. Wait, See, wait, this wait, is wait, exactly wait, wait, what wait, I mean. Wait, slashed with what? <laughs> a knife. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes. No, it, th th here's the thing about the, the, the folklore of Vegas. Yeah. And, and if you're from any other city in America and there was mob involvement, right. you either were with the mob. Right. You either paid protection, yep, or you didn't do it. Yeah, of course. Las Vegas was the exception. Really? What happened in Vegas was, the more legitimate people there were, okay, the more money they made. The right. more money the mob made. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So the more money their places made, so the skim money was even bigger. Yeah. And so they, they're still business guys. So right. they liked legit businessmen. Right. They liked having those people He's here. Right there. That's. And so so. Having Jackie gone, and having the 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 what what we call the original families of Vegas, sure. the Boyds, my grandfather, um, um, some of these guys, it, it made the mob money yeah. because right. it brought more, more legitimate people. people. Yeah, it made less less spotlight on them. Well, about to say it kind of dilutes the yep. pool a little bit. That it's and a little easier to sneak things so, through. And they didn't make it where you had to be with them or not. Right. So it was it was a different deal. Right. But those type of people were friends. Right. It wasn't all. Blood and guts and, and sure. yeah, guns, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it was like people all through it were intermixed where they were friends. Okay. And and so Jackie gone danced a very fine line. Yeah. For a number of years, you know, for all those times. And, and you know, because I assume the sort of peaceful coexistence had to be a very careful. It, I mean, game. look, you still, you still weren't wanting to piss anybody off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. still didn't want to, you know, really. Really screw you know yeah, screw well, things up. Literal territories you have to be careful of. But yeah. but at the same time, you know people nowadays get all freaked out when you say you know if somebody was this or somebody was that. Well, to us it, it was a mob guy. So what? Yeah. You know it, right. it meant nothing. It was just it was just a guy that worked at a mob joint. Right. Mm -hmm. May have been family affiliated. Maybe not. Right. And they're still good people. Sure. And and honestly, they were better people than the corporations. Yeah. Big huh. corporations run their stuff so much more more yeah there's so much more bottom line they're, driven they're, rather they're than family it's very right. poor for the employees right where right. when it was mob run they were very they were very good to the, the people yeah it's in your best interest family. to have a happy yes. employee base yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah, you wanted sure. it that way you they they yeah. that was so it's it's definitely a different deal right and jackie gone walked a fine line with it and my dad came along and and you know did his deal we started our my dad opened his first casino in 72 mm -hmm. and built his first one in 78 and so it was, you know, we, he's been around through all of it. And we were here with it and in the middle of it and around it. And, and to this day, there's still people left from that era, but I'd there's very like, few. I don't know if you can name names, but who's the, who's the coolest folklore guy you've met? Like you were post-Bugsy Siegel. 
But uh, you actually seen him tonight? Wait, what? The the to me the coolest man. The oh Walker Evans. No, no, the coolest of yeah. that type of guy. Yeah. He walked by thirty minutes ago. <laughs> okay. And he he's he is still one of my favorite human beings in li in life. And I never knew the stuff about him until later in life. And uh -huh. he's just a family friend. People like to talk about the movie Casino. That's mm -hmm. the one thing everybody likes to talk about. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yes, knew most of those guys. Okay. Uh, me, Niro, not as much. Tachi. Sure. Yeah. Well, you were probably so young, and you came in in an era where that was kind of starting to phase out. It was out. phasing out. Yeah, right. But, like, so a, a Joe Pesci's character. Yeah. In, in real life, he was Tony the Ant Spilatro. Yeah. So my dad one day is at the Las Vegas Country Club, and the country club had a poker room hidden in the back, and the bathroom had two doors, one from the back room, one from the main room. And my dad was at a at the bathroom, and the aunt was was a bad dude in town. Yeah. And my dad was going to the restroom, and Tony walks in and comes from the back room, goes to the urinal next to him. You know, two guys in the urinal, and he goes, hey, Mike, how you doing? Dad looks, goes, Tony? You know, nods yeah. his head, turns yeah. around, walks out. Mutual respect. Paid the check. We didn't go back to the Las Vegas Country Club for 15 years. Wow. Wow. But he's like, you know, he didn't. Wants nothing to do with he it. He wanted yeah. nothing to do with it. So back to that fine line, yeah, you yeah. know who you can play with and who uh -huh. you can't. Yeah. But polite, you know, didn't. Yeah, don't don't upset the apple cart. But but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then there's guys that he loved that were in that family. Yeah. Right. No, but know who you can be friendly with and yes. who you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um you know, it, it's so it's 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 a you had my my dad and grandpa had a, a definitely a different world to walk around. Yeah, right. And they they knew how to do it and they did it well and Right. You know, so in the movie Casino many things were real in that like yeah, the, sure. there were things that really did happen. Um how you used to be able to tell a guy that had cheated the casino? You could always tell the guy that was really stupid that he cheated him more than once. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Because the guy that, that cheated sense. him once and learned knew better. Walked around like this. Right. Yeah. Missed the guy, the finger. That, or the guy that cheated yeah. him twice walked around like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it this, was. This doesn't play so well on audio. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he, holding. He's, he's folding his fingers in as to indicate <laughs> one finger, finger damage. Yeah. Yes, finger um, damage. Finger damage. <laughs> finger removal. Those finger damage guys. So <laughs> we do a, a pass along question on the show, which is kind of relevant to what we're talking about. So a pass along. A pass, pass along. along question. The first question that Ricky, what'd you call him, Ricky? What? Stenhouse. Stenhouse Jr. Yeah, okay. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be censored now. All right. <laughs> he's never gonna listen to this. First question was, you wear a Georgetown jersey under your suit every week. Is it the same one every time? I have two of them. Okay. Two of them left. Used to be four of them. Now I'm down right. to two. Um, you wash it? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, they are. What? Can you imagine if I did? Yeah, I was like, I would have well, noticed yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. How nasty yeah, would that be? After? Right. Ugh. Right. Um, the next question was because your one of your businesses is the slot machines at the airport. In the airport. Mm -hmm. So the question was, and it's totally inappropriate. How much you making on those slot machines? Hey, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about that casino money. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sufficient. So. <laughs> can pay for an The slot machines right? at the airport, we actually give 80% to the county. Oh. Okay. Um, that is our that's rent. Just, that's right. the tax. But another famous Michael Gaughanism, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. We've had those slot machines since 1984. Okay. Yeah. The contract was originally for five years. Gotcha. Is 84 plus 5, 2017? No. Yep. No. So we... Like we pigs get fed. You're doing just fine. We've had them a long time because we, we you know, we, we it's, it's 
if if the world ended tomorrow, racing ended, and all these things happened, we could do well with just the slot machines. Yeah, right. Copy. Copy. So then it kind of turned into a just a discussion about the movie Casino. And so the question was, have you ever been in the back room when someone got caught cheating and had to be taught a lesson? By the time I got old enough, that was no longer a thing. That ended in the early 80s, late 70s. Mm -hmm. So that sort of thing does not happen anymore. Yeah. Well, but people can um, still. Now what we do is if we catch somebody cheating, we actually allow them to keep cheating for a little bit. Okay. Because we want to catch everybody. Uh, oh, so let them very kind of rarely wrap is there out is there watching. one yeah person okay there's a lookout there's a guy somewhere yes. else and so you, the more you, time you, you let them yeah, cheat for a while you get everything set up and then all you do you arrest them at the table make a scene out of it take them downstairs beat the shit out we actually have like a jail cell oh cool uh, we'll just a hold you know just just yeah. a holding place can we see it. <laughs> and and the police, you know, come uh -huh. and then, but we don't walk them out the back door. And you take them right out the front. You walk them right out the front door, so everybody sees it. Yeah. And that way, if anybody's thinking about Send cheating, now they know better. Well, yeah. it takes about five minutes, and then everybody, you know, still tries. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our next guest will be Alex Gurney, son of Dan Gurney, Dan Gurney? And, and very accomplished road racer himself. Also. Pretty much handles the day-to-day -day of American. Gurney's business now. Yeah. yeah. Does he know? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of his full-time job now is running kind of AARs. Yeah. They're oh, not just a race awesome. team. They've got a lot of projects going on. Yeah. Um, any question you would want to ask Alex Gurney? Yeah. Um, like a real question. Like did he ever feel like the shadow, you know, w w did, did he ever feel over overpowered by the shadow of, of who his dad was? You know, I understand that in the casino business. Yeah. Which is why I don't do casinos on my own yet. You know, he went into racing. Right. You know, that that was that's tough to follow somebody like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was one of my questions I had for you, actually, was... Um, Cubs up 8-6, bottom of the 10th. Wow. Oh, wow. It's a game. Are you, are, is it kill, are you a big baseball guy? Is it killing you that you're you're here with us? Um. Yeah, like that was one of the questions I had for you because obviously you're doing the racing stuff. And let's say you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm not going to do the, the, the NASCAR stuff anymore. That's going to free up a lot, a lot of, of time. your time. Are you going to then start to move into the family, like taking I over do more right responsibility? But will you go into um, more responsibility? Yes. You know? Yes. And, and is that the long, like the what you see? I'm very fortunate. I love this business. Yeah. My grandfather, he passed away at 93 years old. And at 93 years old, he still lived at the top of the El Cortez. Um, he had dementia, so it, it wasn't like he was a very functioning at that level anymore. Um, he, but he could go downstairs and play cards and hay and hoe with people. Yeah. But Jackie Gone loved the business all the way through his whole life. My father, who doesn't need to work a damn day if he doesn't want to, mm -hmm. comes in every day. We joke and say he just wants to get away from mom you know, <laughs> during the day. But, you know, he, he, he loves this business. He still works a window in the sports book. On Sundays, because he loves. He's like he's just a teller at a window. Yeah, that's awesome. No, he's, he. I, I do hang it every, with your every Super Bowl. I do it. Okay. I, I work a window every. And Super people Bowl have Sunday. no clue. I love this. And so we. It's. We, this is a. This is a fascinating industry, and, oh, yeah. and we yeah. really love it. And we. And and, you know, I, look, I race cars for a living. So do I really have a job? Well, yeah. The number of concussions and ribs broken and stuff right. like that. I promise you, it's a job, but. You love it so much, it just, you know, th this podcast, yeah. Dinner with Racers. Yeah. 
you guys are driving all over the freaking country. Well, it's because it's of the money be, paid. So much. it's for the money. <laughs> it's the money. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to be miserable how, how much effort you're putting into this. We were talking about that on the drive over here. Yeah. Um, like you make a, je- a joke about bring the jet because you kind of get that we can't bring the jet. Yeah. But we get well. You're like we'll usually get half a dozen tweets over the course of the trip. Like, why not just fly just there? Fl- like Pompelli the other day is like, I don't know why you guys just don't fly. It's like you're one of the smartest kids I know. Yeah, what are well, you doing? You know we can't if, do that. If you're flying, like, if you're spending five hundred dollars a week to fly, that adds up real quick. Times twenty-seven interviews. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. t- t- it don't work. Which, by no. the way, almost all of them are scheduled within a day or two. Like, things change. We, we need the flexibility. We yeah. need the flexibility. There's yeah. no way it would ever work. So. But so, but yeah, I know where you're going. You know, y- you guys, you get that part of it. So, for me, I love what I do. Yeah. I love the casino business. I have worked in the casinos. My first job in the casinos, I was in the seventh grade, and some people are going to hate me when I say this. Um, I was in the seventh grade when the un- the culinary union struck the Binion's plot, Binion's Horseshoe. I don't but know what that no means. No clue what you're talking about. The Binion's yeah. Horseshoe is a casino in town. Okay. okay. Um, the Binion family, like World Series of Poker, the Binions, the guy that got killed was on TV. They I, had to. I do yeah. know the name, yeah. Okay. So the Binion family is very close to us. Okay. And I was in seventh grade when the Culinary Union struck their casino. What does that mean? Um, the the unions, they, you know, like unions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Culinary is all the all the dishwashers. Oh, culinary. The, Sorry, yeah. I didn't hear what you're saying. Okay. So the Culinary Union struck, mm-hmm. and I was in seventh grade, and I looked at my dad and said, "Daddy, can I help I'll Mr. Scab. Binion?" Right. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you want to help Mr. Binion? I said, yeah, I'd like to help. I love Mr. Binion. I'd love to help yeah, him. Right. So every day after school, my dad would come home from work, pick me up after school, drive me to the horseshoe. And now, remember, we're also talking 1987 here, right. so a different world of things. And no health card, no work card, no paycheck. <laughs> you know, just, right. just went and I wanted to help. Culinary work. So they put me in the back with mother, and mother would have me bus, dishwash, whatever she told me to do. And nice. I got to do that for the Binions. Now, I did it 15 total times. You know what I mean? It wasn't right. like I... Right. But I, I loved the fact that I got to help Mr. Binion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was 14 years old, uh, I, I, I cleaned bathrooms at the Barbary Coast. You know, I, I worked in the with Molester. That was his name. Yeah, good. M-E- what? M-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. Mel Lester. <laughs> when you were 14. And I loved Mel. <laughs> but... He loved you. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> you started it. Yeah. Yes, I did. Didn't you his, refer to his parents? Started you're it. the master of oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. His it. parents started that one. But <laughs> right. They knew what they were doing. Was his name Chester? But Mel <laughs> was, you know, this is a man that worked in a bathroom. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he shined shoes and worked clean bathrooms. And I, for two months, cleaned bathrooms with him. You know, and I was a freshman in high school. Right. I loved it. I dug that. One of the coolest things, when I graduated college, or when I was in college, I'd come home for, for uh, after I turned 21, I went to work for my grandfather before his mind started to go. So I got to work for Jackie Gone at the El Cortez. Yeah. And guys that played, they'd do this to me all the time because half the guys that were there were still there when my dad was there in the 60s. And known him my whole life, and they'd have a player come up, and I'd be doing something, and they go, what do you think, Jimmy? And he'd go, hands just like his daddy, too. No, my God, Jesus, leave me. You know, right. and I look. If, I don't know if you ever seen my dad, Sean, but no. my father and I look very similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Are, are like it's. I've seen pictures of my dad from high school. It's like, holy crap, that's me. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. I have one old lady. She was a. We had dollar blackjack, and it was silver dollar, like the old silver dollar right. tokens from the casinos. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She was dollar blackjack, white glove, had to be 85 plus. And she sat there for five minutes and did her $1 blackjack. About five minutes into it, she looked up and she took her glasses off and she looked at me and she went pale. She fell backwards, almost hit her head on a slot bank. I mean, just barely missed it. Yeah. And they run around and get her. Nick is the pit, is the pit boss and Nick goes, you know, Margie. Picks her up. You okay, Margie? Why does it go? She goes, I'm okay. But Michael? And I'm standing oh, there and I go, right. I go, no, ma'am. My name's Brendan. She goes, oh, no, Michael. I recognize you. Where have you been? Right. And Nick looks and goes, come on, Margie. Let's get you some breakfast. Right. You know, he right. takes her to the coffee yeah. shop and gets her fed yeah. and gets her calmed down. And I'm sitting at the table going, because <laughs> yep. I know when they get back, they're going to, you know, it's all going to start. Here we you know. go. Yeah. Exactly. And I get back Game and, and the, the dice boss was named Emperor Chun, Billy Chun. And the emperor <laughs> comes over and Nick comes over and they all go, they all start looking and are like, I go, don't, don't. They go, dude, you look like him when he was in right. high school. Like yep. I'm telling you, and I'm like, the casino business is so much fun. Right. Sean, I, I, when when I if this is what I end up doing, it's not going to be a sad Darn. day. Or, no, you know, yeah, I yeah. I got to go to the bank job from nine to five. Well, I think right. it plays really well to your skill set because, like, what Sean Sean just kind of noticed, what I already knew about you is that you know all the names, you know all the players. Like you just named off like yeah. seven different people. I like that everybody has a nickname. Oh, the Emperor Tune and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. These are old guys. I mean, these are no, I, but yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think how many people work in this casino? This one? Yeah, twenty-five hundred people. Twenty-five hundred people, and you probably know like at least half of their names. <sighs> well, that's a never, skill folks. Set. Like a lot remember of people. Remember, I told you we give the credit to I, like Jose. Yeah, but yeah. The, Jose hasn't been over here to tell you the story. No, you know, to be like, but, hey, most, to but most of the guys have name tags. Right. That does help a lot. Sure. But that being said, we have in this casino right here twenty-five hundred employees. Over a thousand of them are ten-year-plus employees. Right. So yeah, yeah such a sign of good business. This restaurant, when we moved it from the Barbary Coast to here, the Boyd Gaming Group offered every person in here a job at the restaurant Across they were over. building, offered people high jobs, like right. big jobs. Right. This entire staff came to my dad in mass in one meeting and asked if we were doing Michael's. And he said, yes, he's going to build it here. And they said, okay, do we all have jobs? He goes, anybody that wants it? It's it is still your job. It was thirty three people. Thirty two of thirty three came. Wow. And we're Absolutely talking we're talking insane. to the bus boys. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All yeah. the way down to the bus boy and the dishwasher. Yeah. They moved with it. Yeah. And so I've I've always respected my father for that and respected the way he does that. That's that has always been very very important. My grandfather started it. Right. And from my grandfather to my dad to to the way me and my brothers do things and my sister, we. Uh, we take that very seriously. Yeah. So that's. So what are the casinos that have run through the Gone family? <sighs> my grandfather or just my dad? Everybody. Huh. Current or former? I was going to say, like, I mean, well, so right going now, back to the old Right now all we have is the South Point, okay. and then we have two in Mesquite. Okay. Um, that is what, what we own. My brother Mike is the general manager at a competitor's place, the Marriott, the JW Marriott okay. Resort Casino. Okay. Uh, my brother John is an independent business. Sep it's a, per it's a, a supplier of a product. Okay. To casinos. It's parimutuel wagering my brother does. Oh, casino. Um, so the whole family never left the casino business. Most of us are in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're good at it. No, no. I'm all <laughs> for it. I'm all in. I'm yeah. And then yeah. it's just interesting. But if you go, like, so my dad, he built the Barbary Coast in 1978. Right. Then built the Gold Coast in 87. Okay. The Casino Queen in 1993. The or That was in St. Louis. Uh, it's still there. It's still open. We just don't own it anymore. We okay. sold it. The Orleans Casino, 97. Yeah. Yep. The Suncoast Casino, 2000. This casino was 2004. 
and then we sold that company and just kept this. Then we have the two of Mesquite, the Casablanca and the Virgin River. Okay. Are our two of Mesquite. Uh, then my grandfather, uh, I, I honestly I could not name all the ones Jackie Gone held through the years. Sure. Um, the main ones are the the Plaza, the Las Vegas Club, the El Cortez. Right. Yeah. There's the Gold Spike, the Western, the Nevada, the Bingo, um, the Showboat. Uh, actually, a gr to tell you what my grandfather was, he actually bought a casino once just because he didn't want it to close. Okay. And he bought the, the it was called the the Castaway, the Sundance, yeah. and he bought it so that the employees wouldn't be out of work. Okay. And he had wow. no intention of buying it. He didn't want it, but he bought it because he said that those are his customers, and those are people you know people that he knows and he does not want them jobless i still to this day will go to a grocery store and you're checking out and the lady looks and goes aren't you yeah. and you go, yes ma'am and they go your grandfather oh man my family we were you know and they 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 still talk about That's what jackie so cool. no, did so cool. because of yeah. Yeah. you know he was he was definitely a special dude and he uh he was the the, the king of the bums Every bum downtown loved him. <laughs> and he walked around. Title. Jackie Gone used to carry every number known to man. Every one of his casinos, wads of numbers. Okay. And then he had wads of cash. Right. You know, so, I mean, he had all this king stuff. King of I mean, the bums. And he had, but yeah. he was the king of the bums. He'd walk around with the, you know, the food tickets. Okay. You know, like meal tickets. Yeah. You know, free meals. And he, he used to walk to all his places downtown, and he'd take the back alleys. And, yeah. And bums see him, and they'd, hey, Jackie, and he'd hand out meal tickets. And he always just... Jackie Gone was that way. Yeah. Well, there's a famous story, and, and don't know if it's urban legend or truth, but the urban legend is he was walking between two of his alleys, and he got mugged. And a guy pulled a knife on him and was mugging him. And he was reaching in his pocket to hand him the money, and a bunch of bums came out of the out of the shadows and, and said, you ain't going to mug our Jackie Gone. Right. And they proceeded to beat the <laughs> out of the mugger. Nice. And Jackie Gone says, thanks, fellas. It's handing out food tickets yeah, as he's walking by yeah, as they were yeah. doing it. So <laughs> no, no clue if that's a true one or not, right. but, well, now but it's part of the legend of Harry uh, Reid. Yeah, Harry, Harry, Harry Reid. Harry Reid. <laughs> so. this, nice. this cappuccino is the best thing I've ever had. My so, life. so one thing I had to learn, <laughs> this is the bad thing about being a spoiled brat. I mean, I know I'm a spoiled brat. Just let's start with that. <laughs> so, so you come here since you're a kid, and you get this really cool cappuccino. Right. Okay. So you're like, ooh, cappuccinos are good. Right. Then you go, like, someplace else in the world, and you decide you're going to order a cappuccino. Right. It's oh, not yeah. That's not what this is. Guess what? This ain't a cappuccino. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's say that had to be a wake-up call going from, like, kind of a, a nice life out in Vegas to, all right, now we're going to Rockingham. Uh, <laughs> no, no. The real rude awakening was going from a nice life in Vegas to a seven-foot-tall black man that, that my name was, was mother um, <laughs> that was, and and before I got there, he was always so sweet to me. <laughs> um, that was the rude awakening. Was that Georgetown? Yes. Okay. Well, so yeah. with this story, we how do we not? We're two hours in. We haven't even gotten to your Georgetown days. So <laughs> for you know our average listener that probably most of our listeners are probably road racing based and would not know whoa, whoa, whoa. And when we're trying I'm a Rolex 24 winner thank you bro, they know bro, me bro yeah. you're an LMPC guy I would yeah. I, hey yeah. I got a podium you actually knew the sponsor name of the series <laughs> yeah you literally was like you know the WeatherTech series Which, like, like Ricky Stenhouse is like time. who yeah <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking that about that the uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you don't know Brennan Gunn you were a Flippic. 39 out of 40 oh, time NCAA uh. Division AA kicker 
for the football team for the Hoyas? Okay, let's Georgetown. Before we start spouting off things that really aren't that cool, um, it's not your show. Kicker's always cool. It's you're on the show, but it's not your show. You're a okay. You were also a. He says this to me daily. Yeah, Georgetown Hoyas basketball player. Yes. You started 25 games, or you got to play in 25 games. I did not start 25, but you got to play 25 games. That's a little better. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Allen Iverson gave you a, a shout out yes, in his his like commencement speech for the Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you were basically your your job on the on the basketball team was f- with Iverson, make it as hard as possible on him. Him because and when anybody else. I was told. How right. tall are you? Listed five eleven in the program. Thank okay. you. Okay. How did that? How did you stack up against the other guys? Well, Iverson's not super tall. Iverson's actually, Allen actually is only 5'11". Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's listed at 6'1", but, Kit, but I was 5'11". listed at 5'11". Okay. <laughs> that, was in my, that was in my, you know, two-inch pumps in the morning. Part <laughs> of your job on the team was to kind of just, like, my job was just to, to guard badger these guys and I, just make I it. I guarded Allen every day for two years. Right. That was my job. And then um, he obviously went on to be Alan amazing. Iverson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I take full credit for that. Unless, he, sit, well you unless he sits in the empty chair, Sean. Yeah, no, you're good. I this, take is your well you this, this, this is your podcast. Yeah, this yeah. is my podcast. I, it's, um, He's never going to hear this. <laughs> I can call him and tell him. I'll call him and tell him I was talking smack about him. Um, <laughs> this very famous program sports car. Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually yeah. he was being interviewed by Slam Magazine a long time ago. We're talking one of his third years in the league or fifth years in the league sure. or something. And it was when I was winning championships in the Winston West and was now winning races in trucks. Okay. So they were playing the Pacers, and a guy from Slam Magazine called me to interview me about him. Now, here's the problem. I don't trust reporters because of the Georgetown days. Yeah. So I knew he was trying to get something bad on Allen. Yeah. And I wasn't going to give it to him. So the guy says something, and I, I go, he said, well, I heard you. And I said, well, I said, you know, listen, the Pacers called me and said they'd offer me a 10-day contract for the playoffs because they heard I'm the only guy in the country that can shut Allen down. But I told him no because Alan's my friend, <laughs> you know. And I was talking smack. <laughs> the guy's laughing. Yeah. And I said, and he, you know, says something. I said, yeah. I said, but I'll tell you what. I said, unless he tells you that, I can't shut him down. You know, you ask him when you interview him. Right. He goes, I will. And and I and I said, I laughed. And he goes, you know, I said, I said, but do this. After you ask him that question, follow it up with a question for him. So what's that? I said, ask him right now if he wants to play a pickup game, that I'm the guy guarding him. Okay. And see if he wants to play that pickup game. And so the guy asked Alan the question about Brennan going shutting me down. That fool, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, gives it in. And then he goes, okay, well, Brennan said he'd like to play, offer you a pickup game right now. And every, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> So it, 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 my job was to, was to inflict as much pain as I could. Right. You do a lot of diving, like underwater scuba diving yeah, and yeah, things like that. Where did that start? Like, just. You know, when I was real little, I remember my dad had a boat back in the early 80s. And I remember he took me as a kid on just like an octo line, like 10, 15, 20 feet deep mm-hmm. in Mexico. Just, And I remember doing it, but barely. You know, yeah. I mean, not like you know, I was like seven, eight, nine years old or yeah. something. I just yeah. barely remember. So uh, in 2007, uh, I'm a skier. I've been a snow skier since I was two years old. So I've been skiing my whole life, really good at snow skiing. Yeah. And, and the guy that was my instructor when I was a child lives in our house in Colorado. He ta- he's the caretaker of it. Okay. And so it was his 50th birthday, and my dad offered him to have a week on my dad's boat. Oh, cool. Which I didn't know we had. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't allowed on it. Right. And so when I found out 
that Weber was allowed to go on the boat. And I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ooh, going, ooh, me, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Weber's like, yeah, I guess I got to take you, huh? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So go on the boat, and it happens to be a boat equipped with dive gear. Okay. The captain, he said, it's your boat. I said, don't ever mistake this for my boat. Right, yeah, yeah, I right. said, I didn't even know I had a boat. Right. <laughs> I was told to stay off the boat when I found out. Um, so he took me down and changed my life, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, if you've I mean, never scuba dived, it, it it changed my entire perspective right. of life. It sounds terrifying to me, by the it's way. It's not. Like, it is not. It is one of the most serene, extreme situations you're ever going to be in. Yeah. It is so peaceful, but so... It, it's the only place that can be like extreme, like like the feeling you get when you're about to wreck a race car. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Scuba diving is like, it's that extreme, but, but calm. it's peaceful, right? Yeah, and right. you're just breathing, and you're looking at beautiful things, and yeah. they're alien, but it's on Earth, right? You know, right. And, and so I love it, and so I, in 2008, I got certified, and I'm slightly OCD, if nobody ever could tell. Also have a little squirrel in me, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and. I got into it, and now I'm, I'm a huge diver. Uh, just did a dive recently that got on NBC and some stuff. And right, cool. And went down to 225 feet. Right, oh, wow. Uh, my deepest right now is 231, and I just I love what I do. Have you ever posted the phrase, "My uh, your best vacation is my everyday life? <laughs> have you ever posted anything that says that? No, I, I, I would have a very hard time. Taking yourself Either A, <laughs> looking in the mirror, yeah. or B, watching what my brothers or my father would yeah, do right. after I said <laughs> right. something like that. Right. Um, look, I, I know how lucky I am. Sure. I tell everybody, I've been winning races since before I was born. My sperm was the fastest yeah, you made it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Suck it. Right. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know those things. You, yeah. you, you were one of the first people I've ever heard say that from your position. where You, you used the term lucky sperm club to me like what years ago Hold on. how like, can i how can i uh, by the way that because i don't know that a lot of uh, people outside of racing hear that term oh fair enough lucky sperm club is it's, a very it's common derogatory to, it is to many people but yeah. it's also a very common term in racing for the yes. wealthy kids yes. that come yes. in they yeah, were part yeah, of yeah. lucky sperm they didn't yeah. make their money no but you right. you just flat out said that to you me said, like yeah. one of the first times we ever talked you're like hey i'm just lucky i get to do this i was lucky sperm club and here we are racing cars and i was like, like he he knows about it he knows who told you do they know we say that the, the, the thing I've learned, and John Thompson is who instilled this in me, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I, I have a lot of advantages, and I have, I've had a lot of opportunities. Right. It's what you do with them. You and I, and, and Sean, we all three know individuals that, that have very similar situations. Sure. The reason that my family has been successful is on the backs of other people. Yeah, right. Is my dad at the host stand greeting every guest, or is Jose? Jose. Yeah, is is my dad right here pouring the <laughs> Chambord over the flaming Chambord over our berries? Going on. You know, no, right? But it takes. But you need that. And if you treat them like shit, yeah. If you treat people poorly, if you treat them like they are nothing, what? You yeah, just said, you how those. long are they going to stay here? Yeah. yeah. So, I've been able to see that from two very special men, my father and my grandfather. Right. And when people want to look at you and and you know, say, oh, you know, gracias. That's awesome, thank you. Say, you know, oh, daddy's money, oh, this and that. Right, right. I, my one answer is, one, never saw a $100 bill touch a steering wheel. Yep, I like that. You know, no no, no $100 bill ever drove a race car. Right, right. 
Right. The hundred dollar bill got you the steering wheel. Right. Yeah. But it didn't drive it. Yeah, it didn't right. get the result. Well, how often have you and I talked about this, Ryan? Where it's like, I would love to be the racing driver with money. Yeah. Then yeah. You've, uh, just means yeah. I have Guess more what? options. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, love you. Yeah. And also, I want you to take a look at this. I'm on a sporty car. Yeah. yeah. Don't say that. Podcast sports cars. So. Hey, whoa, 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 All whoa. these kids. We've had more NASCAR drivers this year than we had road racers. That's actually true. Well, you stood me Especially up last year. I got to tell you, I was hurt last year. We didn't come to Vegas last uh-huh. year, dickhead. Like, I can't come to you. I got a jet, bitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the humble guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that out. Now, by the way, I'm never, I've never touched it on my own. My son, on the did other we hand, try to get you on last year. There was like no, no, you didn't try. Actually, no, we didn't. Oh, okay, well, nice try. We just didn't like it that much. One of the things that we can't believe is that so many people don't know about how Johnny O'Connell attempted to murder Dario Franchitti. Everybody knows that, right? You know, it's, it's surprising. Like a lot of a lot of the listeners aren't sure about that. Well, they don't pay attention to racing, right? Yeah, not true, real true race fans, fans, right? Not real race yeah. Fans. yeah. So we don't have to go here, but. Um, your teammate at oh, RCR. I'm glad this is where this is going. Austin Dillon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, when he wins an, H, an Xfinity race. Or, well, when he eventually when, Or when he wins his, his first Sprint Cup race. When. Yeah. Uh, do you do you guys secretly start giggling at the ridiculousness that is his post-race series of celebrations? The slide? It, well, it's like No, the there's like 15 things that he's doing. There's the dab now. He now does a dab yeah. and a slide <laughs> and a power slide. And then the like cowboy hat, the, yeah, and the bull <laughs> thing. Uh, it keeps going, and it doesn't seem to stop. And he just finds noticed. new things. That actually, now you're how saying. How have you never? Now that you're it. saying it, I'm like, <laughs> we're not okay. being funny. This is this is this is a real. Something we picked okay. up on like a year ago. Yeah, I remember so, he, he won Kansas last Kansas last year. All right, so you know where the slide came from? No. Which what the belly slide or like the power the belly slide? slide? No, I don't actually. So the belly slide, we had a race that was rain delayed. Okay. And he won the race the next day. Right. And the grass was real wet. Sure. And so he won the race, and he ran through the grass and slid. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it was like, woo. Well, it was like, okay, that was cool. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he won like two weeks later. Right. It wasn't rain delayed. Right. Yep. He went into the grass, and he damn near scorpioned himself. Right. You know, yeah, right, right. And the legs. That, you know, so normally, yeah. that's when you would yeah. stop doing it. Well, <laughs> but it was like one of those things that got funny, so. So now I'm going to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Yeah. Um. He's a Panther fan, so of course now he has to dab. And right? All that no, stuff. he didn't have to, but well, well, yeah. he's so like But now that you say that, I, I <laughs> have you never noticed? I, I have not noticed, but we, I'm, we, I'm. Fortunately, this is this is radio, not TV, because right now you'd see my face, yeah. and I'm, I'm trying to make excuses for my buddy AD3. Um, <laughs> AD3. AD3. That's so. That's thing? another thing. Yeah. That's another Did thing. Did he call himself AD3? No, I do. Okay. I call him are, you prom- are you? Are you? I promise he does not call himself AD3. Okay. The Maverick helmet. But the beard. But that's not even the post race celebration. Yeah, but it's like, like the it's like the gimmicky like like just be Austin, just be eighty three. But hold on, that is Austin Dillon. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, I've been in the sport twenty years, and I have dealt with all sorts right. of of teammates of drivers of yeah. you know, goods, bads, and you know, all in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, I got and this is this is God's honest truth. This is nothing. Both Austin and Ty. Yeah. Extremely genuine. People, sure. Austin is just a goofy kid having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
now that you say he does have it's like a yeah. seventeen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go to him now and say, yes. by the way, could could you we tell him pick, about us? We pick, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> could, could he might say, he could might want to listen together? to our NASCAR chasm episode. Yeah, we we made we we, we okay. made it more for him. Chocolate covered strawberry. I'm still going on the mic. Ryan told me he wanted me to get something. Oh, all right. No, I don't have to do that. He puts out no matter what. Yeah, yeah. He's a sure thing. I'm a sure thing. Um, it, it's after uh, a good episode, I can go yeah, on. Yeah, we don't not like Austin Dillon, but yeah. we started picking up on like, oh, like, like it's still going. One thing I did start picking up on was uh, Austin Dillon thanking the good Lord himself for fuel mileage. Did he thank him for fuel mileage? <laughs> oh, That's yeah. real. That's one hundred percent real. When he won, he won one of the races. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just got to yeah. thank the Lord for the for our fuel mileage today. And like, I'm like, I'm sure there's an engineer on the pit box that's like, like what? No, I, me, I, I may did have done that. that. Yeah. I did that. Like well, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm in the race seat. I say I do it. I'm just letting you know. Right. Um, I'm sure they love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Scott Dixon in IndyCar is notorious for quote making fuel because he's so good at saving fuel. And I'm like, there's got to be an engineer somewhere like sitting Who's in like, like fucking throwing out the numbers to him. Like, going. God damn it, I made fuel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're on the um, rolling dyno, like changing like fueled maps. But, but, that, <laughs> but see that that goes that goes to my point. Austin is just a a fun kid that's having a good time. He's good at what he does. Yeah, he's a good driver. And he doesn't have like a shtick yet. He doesn't get it. Wait, but you say he doesn't have a shtick? He he doesn't. <laughs> the whole point of this conversation. That's no, he doesn't have a shtick. <laughs> he is so unsticky. He has too many. He has. He needs to pick sticks. his shtick. Okay. Just, what you're saying just is just that be Austin Dillon. Yeah. But that just is Austin Dillon. Is the thing. <sighs> he is that goofy and that odd but off like the wall. The, the cowboy hat. The, the kid the can the drive. It's good enough. Now the cowboy hat legit. Hold on. The cowboy hat is legit. Get out of here. It's like it's listen. I saw a cowboy hat when we were in like middle of nowhere, Arizona, driving out here the other day because the dude like had to no, go to work on all, a cow, like you know, via the sun blocked on his face. He didn't have manicured eyebrows. Have you he seen didn't that have guy? manicured eyebrows okay. or like you a guys, perfect beard. Do you do see what's going on here right now? Right, yeah, PBRs in town, so there's like. I grew up wearing cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah. like you shouldn't. I did. <laughs> you I shouldn't have. I grew up. You I look good in everything. That's not the point. I grew up with work boots and a cowboy hat. I worked on the ranch. You you just said you were like a car dealer. I did that. <laughs> you got to pick one. My yeah, mother, yeah. You have too many I, you sticks. Can't, you can't I did it. I have too many sticks. I see what's going on here. All right. I, okay, so I, it's like RCR. Yeah. It's like an internal thing. There's like a yeah. meeting between. Like, like, like Ty Dillon. Ty I Dillon doesn't have a thing. I at the ranch until I got myself fired intentionally to work on the race cars. Like Ty Dillon every now and then wears a cowboy, I think, because Austin does, and he's like, I got to do that too. But like, what I like about Ty Dillon is that he doesn't really have a thing. Yeah. He wears like he's a brace hat. A good driver. He likes the Carolina Panthers, and he's just a really good race car. Can you driver. please have Austin's people call our people? <laughs> because when he when he wins his first Sprint Cup race, we we want to be behind the scenes of, of making. We want to be able to choreograph a stick and one stick. We want to choreograph the celebration. We got a script. We already have a whole thing going on. Yeah, yeah. we should probably sign off too. But actually, I thought about this when I was in the restroom. <laughs> random, random. Yep, my best thinking. Go on. Uh, no, We're no. Back live. <laughs> yeah. Random, random. Just casino question that I've like never actually gotten a clear answer on. Okay. Um, like a lot. Of, you, what do you guys have to build out for superstitions? For example, there's a lot of hotels don't have thirteenth floors. Um, I hear rumors about uh, like in in Chinese culture, the number forty four is really bad luck, four's and so bad you luck. have to four is bad luck. So a lot of people avoid fours in their labeling of things. Is there any like random stuff you try okay. to accommodate? So we uh, love superstitions, okay, because they're exactly that. Yeah, right. So we love superstitions. Right. I love it when you bring your lucky rabbit's foot and your right. your lucky underwear. Mm -hmm. and, you know, go to town. That being said. 
uh, we have 13th floor. We don't do all that stuff. But one thing we do do. Do-do? You said do-do. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our main host, who has been with us for 30 years. Yeah. Her name is Michelle Sue, Tiger Sue. Okay. And Tiger is a great lady. Right. But she is Asian. Sue was <laughs> that Sue would H S I U? Just S U. S U. Michelle okay. Sue. I think that's Chinese. And she is extreme no, she's Chinese, yeah. She's very, very <laughs> Chinese though. Like Michelle is I'm is she is she is <laughs> Sean's a connoisseur. Trust me, I know my I know my Asians. So <laughs> in every casino we've ever had, we have had a Buddha in every casino okay. that overlooks the casino floor. Okay. Uh, and there is one in this casino. It is Nintendo. Um, he is the god of war. And <laughs> so Nintendo is in this building, okay. and he is overlooking our pit for us. Okay. Well, at the Orleans Casino, the Orleans, when it opened in 97, did very poorly when it opened. It was about six, eight months. It almost went bankrupt. It was bankrupting us. It was not doing well. Right. Well, Michelle had her Buddha up there, and it was behind the bar called the Alligator Bar. It was on a shelf, and it had the alcohol in front of it it's supposed to have, and it faces the right direction. And she is, she is she, she's on Asian. It. She, knows she is. It's you know she is she's from China, Asian. She's not. Right, you know. right. And so, <laughs> one day, and Michelle has a suite in the hotel that she can stay in. Okay. Because she's here so much. Right. And her players are that big that she you know, just twenty four seven. So, Michelle. One day she comes downstairs. Now, this is an employee of a casino. Okay. Comes downstairs. One of the bartenders had moved her Buddha, had it facing the wrong direction, cleaned the alcohol off the shelf, all this stuff. Oh. <laughs> she goes, a Okay. $50,000 worth of damage to the bar. Oh, God. Almost like attacks she, uh, the bartender. Uh, right. Like, I mean, roughly what age range? Michelle's in early. F- she's, you know, they. She looks really young for her age. Oh uh, no, no, she is mid fifties. These are my people. Uh, she's mid fifties. Okay, yeah, do, yeah, do not anger so, Tiger Mom. So, Tiger so, so Mom. Tiger Sue went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, <laughs> and broke mirrors, bottles, shelves. All oh, those, uh, like, sounds like, like she got it. She have like, a daughter. I don't know if she has a daughter. Uh, attacked the, attacked the. The, the, no, the the bartender that did it. Like, right. Oh yeah. You know, we yeah. had to, like, oh, like, had to pull, like knife yeah. wielding. Like she attacked him. Wow. And sure she's not Vietnamese. So nope, she's Chinese. <laughs> so she uh, she gets done and everybody goes, oh Michelle's going to get fired. Right. And the next day the bartender got two weeks paid vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't fire Take him care because of the knife wounds. we didn't fire him because we were a little worried he might sue because she yeah. got attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and we fixed the bar. And. Like, nothing happened to Michelle. Like, we apologized to Michelle for it happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we're very sorry. And right. so it is that serious to her. And w- so all of our places do have a Buddha. Uh, yes. But but that's the only superstition. But you have a 13th floor. Well, I can't say that. My father is superstitious about one thing. And it worked great as a kid. He won't carry a $10 bill. Huh. huh. On a poker table, there's no $10 chip, and there's no way to cut it correctly. Right. When you talk about poker, there's certain things in poker. Right. Um, you can't. So he... Uh no no, he got one in his pocket ten dollar bill. Now as a kid, when your dad <laughs> gave you like a hundred dollar bill to go to the concession stand for the whole family, uh no, nope. it's going to be <laughs> different. It's going to be like well no, it's going to be we had like I have two big brothers and we'd okay. have friends. Yeah. It was going to be like a forty five fifty sixty dollar right. bill at the yeah, concession yeah, yeah. stand. Right, you know, dad would give you a hundred and four of us would go up. So we'd order and we'd tell them that can we get tens please? 
Right. And you go, Dad, all they had was 10s. And he's like, nope. And he'd go, 10 for you, 10 for you. you know, yeah, he'd yeah, hand yeah, the 10s yeah. out oh. to all of us because he so won't care. So it was a strategy move. So it was a, stra- it was a strategic move. I like it. I like, yeah, yeah. I like it. So my father is superstitious about 10s. <laughs> the famous story of the MGM when it first opened. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. It had the big lion. Yeah, I remember. cartoon yeah, 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 lion the on the end. It was paws. Yeah. And, it, and you went through the mouth of the lion. Yeah. Well, in Asian culture, that is extremely uh, bad. You go through the mouth of the dragon. And yeah. it's it's part of the entryway to to, to that one of their hells. Yeah. And so the MGM struggled to get Asian play at the start huh. because they would not walk through that entrance. That big, yeah. And they took it down. They if you look now, it, they they yep. tore it out and put a the statue of a lion right there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so yeah. a lot of places do. There's lots of, especially if you have big Asian pits, you would you will definitely try to cater. That's what to they used uh, to call my old apartment. <laughs> but you know, like like for us. Christ. Pai Gao and Baccarat and stuff like that are extreme. Are, are uh, a large majority of Asian players. Yeah. Our Gold Coast Casino was a very Asian property. We had right. a, a restaurant that was real Asian food, Chinese food, not Chinese food for Americans. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it no, was real Chinese food at Ping Pong yeah. Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And so it was. We we definitely catered to that at many places. But my dad, we do thirteenth floors. We we. Yeah, you never cut we, down on that. Yeah, we nonsense. don't have all that crap. Right. All right. I'd say that was a. It's a full dinner. Yeah. So uh, are you sure we can't cover this? All right. I didn't pay. (laughs) Fair enough. Thank you, Michael Gaughan. Thank you, Michael Gaughan. Uh, Normally, I would say Continental's got the check. But in this case, Continental got us here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael Gaughan. (laughs) And next time, Heckman, you're welcome. Eversley, you're shut up. Boom. Shut up. Wow, that was such a great episode. That guest really knew how to tell a story. Well, good, Ryan. I'm glad you liked Brendan Gaughan. You're welcome, Sean. I'm right here. Again, uh, thanks again to Brendan Gaughan for sort of opening up his doors to us. We've been lucky enough to eat at a few uh, nice restaurants over the last two years, but uh, Michael's was just sort of a whole nother level. All right, we're going to uh, close out of here with uh, a fan submission from another one of, uh, of the artists who wrote into us, Carrie Holmes. You've heard her on a couple of episodes if you've been listening through K-A-R-I-H-O-L-M-A-S. She's available on iTunes. And uh, this is a song of hers called Last First Kiss.
Could they-